This is a content warning. All episodes of Mysteries Unknown may include foul language, fantasy violence, blood and gore, and worst thing of all, sexual content. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, listeners. Welcome again to the Mysteries Unknown podcast. You are now joining in our Christmas one-shot, Crapping on Krampus. And today, I have two special players. They have been a couple guys I've been talking to for a while. So I was like, why don't we just get together and do this? And so here we are. So first off, introducing himself will be Nathan. Hi, I'm Nathan. Uh, originally from New York, I now live in Israel, and uh, I've been playing tabletop games for, I mean, on and off. I was first introduced when I was like maybe 12 or so, so it's uh, it's been a while. <laughs> um, but this is kind of my first uh, foray into streaming and podcasting, so cool. Well, let's begin. And your first time playing City of Mist as well, correct? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And also today, we have the awesome Noah. Hi, good evening, listeners. My name is Noah Woodyard. I am the Dungeon Master for Adventures in Unbardoon. Uh, I have been running a long-form campaign for the past uh, five years of one campaign. Uh, maximum of 24 people have sat at my table uh, with averaging about 15 per session for six-hour sessions every Friday night. From 6 to midnight, we are actually uh, uh, introducing our first podcast coming up on January 1st of 2023 called uh, The Bastard Children of Everill, set within my homebrew world. I am also the Dungeon Master, the Head Dungeon Master for uh, GTND, or Good Times and Dragons, hosted at Good Times Brewing in Greenwood, South Carolina. I'm so happy to be here. This is also my first time playing City of Mist. Yes, and... I just want to mention this because you brought it up. I thought it was funny. This is only your sixth game that you yourself have ever gotten to actually be a player in. Ah, uh, yeah, no, that that that's correct. So the only the only TTRPG RPG games that I've ever played in uh, were through different gaming conventions because uh, I've always been the dungeon master. I started off uh, DMing, and uh, I have only ever played a TTRPG as a official player a total of six times in my life. I have always been behind the screen, so it's super refreshing to be on the other side of <laughs> of the screen to, uh, to, to just be able to sit back, enjoy, and be able to figure out all of the stressors that I put my players under every day. <laughs> nice. Uh, I don't think I ever asked you this, Nathan. Are you usually a player uh, or a DM, or do, you, or do you switch between the both? I have always wanted to DM. I've never gotten the opportunity yet. Okay. Yeah, I'm still kind of been in that because I became the Master of Ceremonies, which is what we called uh, Game Masters of City of Mist, because no one else was running the games, uh, even though I wanted to play. So I'm like, I just basically went, Thanos, fine, I'll do it myself. <laughs> so that that's how got to this because of listening to other podcasts and then Brendan Lee Mulligan seeing how he does it really inspired me. So I'm like, I want to do that. Yeah, no, our, our our Lord and Savior Brenly Mulligan, uh, uh, just yeah, no, absolutely. But but truly, even besides you know, 
Brennan and and Matt Mercer, you know, there is no greater joy, in my opinion, than DMing. So, I mean, you know, uh, Nathan, for you, I mean, just just get out there and do it, buddy. <laughs> Put one foot in the fire. That's all it takes, usually. But I know y'all aren't here to just listen to us just shoot the shit. So y'all here are for a mystery. So are you gentlemen ready? Whenever oh, you are. So, yes. All right. So we're going to start this off with a good old holiday rhyme. Twas the day before Christmas, and all through the city, the streets were alight with decorations so pretty. The stockings were hung in apartments with care, in hopes that St. Nicholas would soon be there. But you see, the city has many secrets to tell about gods and monsters and spirits that dwell. They walk throughout life just like you and me, and the mist hides all supernatural so we cannot see. But in a neighborhood not far from the hustle, a small community of people who on this day sure bustle. See, this is where our mystery drops in. Now I will shut up and let the story begin. Mm, Love it. (laughs) Fantastic. We now enter as the camera zooms away from the city, down to a little neighborhood just kind of on the outskirts of it. Kind of like your small, middle-class neighborhood. All the houses are decorated. And everyone's just kind of doing their last-minute shopping. This is Christmas Eve, after all. So, we cut into the house of the Petrov fam- Petrov family. Now, who are you guys both home at this moment? Um, I would Brand think is- so, yeah. Yeah, no, Bran is, Bran is definitely at home, is certainly wrapping up uh, presents, like, under the tree, like, sort of sneakily to, to make sure that, uh, that Dad doesn't see. Um, is certainly, like, trying to hide whatever it is, because, of course, uh, Bran and his, and his dad have a sort of relationship of, like, guessing each other's presents. So, yeah, like, doing it sort of sneakily, but also close to, close to where presents would be kept. And is Lev there too, the father of this story? I would, uh, I would imagine he's in the kitchen, probably uh, halfway through a bottle, as he's also wrapping presents. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and I just, I don't know why. I'm imagining the house that you guys live in. Just it has like some decorations, but they're just kind of strewn about, like just hastily put up here. Like, Lev was just drunk one day and just decided to get it out of the way, or something like that. I see it, I see, I imagine it more like half done. Like, he started the process, got bored, got, you know, tired of doing it, and said, I'll get to it later, and then it's already Christmas now, and, and, and the decorations haven't been finished. Oh, absolutely. That that's the exact same way as how I'm seeing it. Like Lev has started like some garland like uh, near like where the windows are or whatever it is like tried to light some candles and 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 then Bran has just come up behind and has said, oh, "Okay, you know what? I'm I'm going to I'm going to finish this." But sort of following in father's suit doesn't fully finish anything. So there may be like one strand of garland <laughs> that is like on the banister but it's just laid over it anyway so i mean there's not a whole lot of work to be done there everything else is just an absolute disarray all right and so we're going to focus on bran at this moment as you're finishing the last of the presents getting him on the tree what does bran look like so 
Bran is a uh, is a 16 year old boy. He has sort of matted black hair that sort of is longer than what it should be, like indefinite, definitely in need of a haircut. Um, he he stands at about five foot six, and he's not expected to get any taller than that. Like he's a pretty short fellow, um, you know, which is sort of matted down, uh, black hair, brown eyes, very very generic looking, not necessarily super thin, not necessarily. Uh, overweight is definitely alongside of a more athletic build with sort of broad shoulders taking after his father um, but but definitely is like almost uh, almost mouse-like in uh, in the way that he is you know not necessarily his face but he just sort of not hunches over but just sort of keeps to himself physically okay so we see as you put the last present under the tree Boom. As soon as I put the last present underneath the tree, I sort of uh, stand back up cautiously, take in my surroundings for a brief second, as I've been taught to do since I was a child, to always be mindful of my surroundings. Uh, I'm I'm then going to take a couple steps uh, forward towards the kitchen door, but I'm going to give a swift knock at the uh, at the doorway itself before entering just to make sure that uh, dad has enough chance to put his presents away if he is still wrapping them as where I left him before. I'm going to say, as you're doing all that, uh, you there's a knocking on the door. And you have oh. one of those do- But you have on one of those doors you can see through. You immediately see it's one of your friends from your group. Can I ask what they look like? I know that's a Okay, that's fine. I, did, I didn't know if you were going to do something or not, so so you see... No, I, 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 I want to effectively investigate. I want to see what they look like and stuff. So you walk up to the door just to get a closer look, and this is your buddy Thomas. He's kind of shorter than most of the other guys in the group, but y'all hang around him because he's useful for the mischief y'all like to get up with sometimes. Uh, he's kind of got kind of like short brown hair with uh, hazel eyes to match with it. He's not... The, he's not like the biggest of the group but I mean y'all have your uses for him and he doesn't mind being helping y'all out whenever y'all need it sure absolutely um, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, creak open the door ever so slightly Thomas it's like hey love it's like uh, the guys want me to come see if we get you we we're gonna go stick out another place Thomas, give me one moment let me check and see if I am able to sneak out of here or, well, you know, give, give me one second, Thomas. Give me one second. And, uh, and Bran will close the door sort of with a, with a slam. And then we'll rush over back to the kitchen door. Again, not going inside. But it's just going to, uh, to, to ask Dad, you know, Hey, Dad, is there a way I can go out tonight? I have some last-minute shopping to um do so nathan before you answer that tell us what lev petrov looks like lev uh i imagine him in his late 40s a little bit of a receding hairline but not willing to admit it um he's uh he's a bit a bit heavier set uh a man who probably was much more athletic in his youth but uh, has since definitely uh, let himself go. 
the alcohol probably doesn't help either. Um, but he's uh, he's got he's got a little bit of a, a lighter colored hair than uh, than Bran. And those are about the 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 gist of his his uh, his his more noticeable features. All right. So how does he now respond to Bran coming in and asking him the question that he asked? What shopping do you need to do? Uh, Bran will respond, sort of remembering that uh, his father is uh, very proud of his roots. Uh, will sort of respond intentionally with a more Russian accent at this point, just just directed to his father. I must go and uh, get a last-minute present for for you, a uh, a specific um um piece, a specific valuable piece of jewelry, jewelry, uh, for, for you to, uh, for tomorrow. It's something that I've been back awarded with for a long time. I traded a comb for it. When do you expect to be back? Well, one hour, maybe two times. Not more than that. No, 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 not more than that. I will certainly back, uh, be back but within two hours. Uh, it Realistically, this should take me 30 minutes, but, you know, I give two hours in case there's traffic. All right. But, Bran, two hours, not more. Yes, sir. Of course, sir. Uh, two, two hours, no more. Uh, should be back much, much sooner. But if after two hours, then then you may worry. You know. Go. Nazdorovia, father. Nazdorovia. Uh, Brain will then hurry out the door, knowing that this will absolutely take longer than two hours. <laughs> that this will <laughs> that if everything goes right, it should maybe take a minimum of three. Uh, if things go wrong, oh boy. So as you walk out the front door, Thomas is standing there and be like, are we good? Oh yeah, no, we're, we're, we're totally good. We can absolutely get out of here. Um, yeah, I, I told my dad, I, 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 I told him that we have, you know, at most two hours. Let's try and get back at somewhere around you know, two, but if it's three or four, it's fine. All right, race you there, fat ass. And then you just see Thomas take off with the most <laughs> amount of speed that you have ever seen. Oh, absolutely. I am going to 100% chase after as quickly as what I can. <laughs> yeah, so as you, so, so Lev, you, I just see you looking out through the kitchen window as he's, that as your son is running down with his, chasing his friend. Of course, you just think he's part of it, so you don't, you're none the wiser. But what's kind of Lev's kind of inner thoughts going through his head right now? I mean, he knows that he's been lied to. Um, but he just doesn't see it as worth it trying to, to fight on this. Uh, and, you know, and he knows that Bran is kind of going to come back at some point. But discipline has not been exactly... Um, successful up till this point. Alright. 
And what is Lev gonna do for the entire duration that his son is gone? I would assume he's still got some case files to look over. Um, probably finishing up with the presents. Um, he's probably gonna be inspecting the boxes that Bran has left behind and trying to figure out what, uh, what kind of present Bran got him. Um, and, uh, and probably TV at some point. Okay. So we're going to cut from Lev as he's doing whatever he's doing in the kitchen to Thomas and Bran as you all. Where would you guys meet up? Where would your group of friends meet up at? Oh, we definitely have our own like little gang hideout. You know, we, we, we've got a system down at this point. We'd probably meet... Um in in the lobby of a of a pretty ritzy hotel you know just sort of soliciting ourselves or not soliciting ourselves sorry uh soliciting you know just hanging out there at at the house itself or at the hotel you know just lobby just trying to uh gather what we need to do before we go on our uh on our little mission here yeah, so you see as uh, you run up, right before you get into the hotel, you see a couple of the guys are just sitting outside the front of the hotel just smoking, and you know it's not tobacco that they're smoking. Oh. <laughs> All right. A couple of my guys or a couple of other guys? Your guys. Oh, There's a couple a- of my guys. Oh. Yeah, Dang. you guys <laughs> are, you and this whole group are the collective rift of the Lost Boys from Peter Pan. All right, so my two lost boys, who are about to be much more lost in the head than myself, um, as sort of the, uh, the the ringleader of this, I'm gonna I'm just gonna approach and be like, guys, what the hell are you doing? We've got a job. You, you're getting high right now, dude. No, absolutely not. Come on. And I'm gonna say these guys just are like miniature lookalikes of uh, Jay and Silent Bob, as they just look at you. They're like. <laughs> Dude, this is, you gotta relax, man. It's like, if we got a job to do, we gotta be ready for it, you know, man? You all being ready for this job does not mean the fact that you're getting high right before it. I'm sorry, are your senses good enough to stop this? And then I I rear back with, with my right hand to smack the joint out of one of their mouths. Yeah, I'll say you do that to the other one that didn't talk, and he's just like, Puh! and the joint flies out just into the into like a puddle not far away of melted snow, and just. It's and you know, he goes right. just. It's like, it's like, bro, not cool, man. Absolutely not. With that, what I'm gonna do is, uh, can I use my uh, charmer power tag to go ahead and offer that one a smoke, like a, a cigarette that I've kept on my person? Like I've got a few cigarettes on me uh, that I've stolen from from Dad, uh, and can I offer him one of those and be like, "Look, man, this won't get you high. It'll do the exact same thing though of giving you some peace before we go on this job." Um, I'm going to say it's going to be more of a convince role for that one, because you're trying to convince him to take this cigarette from you. So Sure, absolutely. Tell me first what power tags you're going to be using. Yeah, I, I want to use the power tag from Charmer of offer them a smoke, um, but I, I will gladly do a convince role. Just that and one you know tag. What? I'm, also, I, 
No, I'm also gonna uh, use the tag get them to like me. You know, just sort of keep my 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 peace amongst them. So I'm gonna use two power tags here uh, for convince. Yeah. So just roll two d six and add two. Two d six plus two. All right, here we go. First roll of the night. Get on. And that is a three, two, and plus two, so a total of seven. So mixed success potentially. Yeah, so he's just so the guys both the guys just kinda look at you. They're not too happy about how you treated them, but they know kind of like not to really mess with you. You're kinda one of the more senior people in the group. So they just follow do what you say and they each take a cigarette out and just start smoking on those. Very good. Very, very good. And then you go inside with Thomas right on your heels, and you see the leader of the group, Tyler. This guy is built almost like a jock. It's like combined like if you were to combine like a jock, a greaser, and a punk rock guy and mashed all three of those together, that's what this guy looks like. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, perfect. Perfect. 10 out of 10. And yeah, so Tyler just looks over and sees you and Thomas walk in. It's like, ah, Bran, come on, get over here. Tyler, how's it going, bro? Okay, uh, are, are, are we ready to do this? Like, where where's our where's our location? Where are we, are we scoping out tonight or are we going on? And so he just kind of drawn around you and he brings like all you guys closer together. The other two that were smoking outside come inside now. You're all just kind of huddled around each other, just letting in. And it's just like, dude, we're finally going to do it. We're going to break into old man Rano's place. Wait, what? We're breaking into his place? And Noah, your character knows this because old man Rano lives in your neighborhood. Oh yeah, no, no, no! It's it, it's very close to where to where Dad and I live. Like it's it's close. It's like, and Tyler just gives you like this big old cheesy grin. Like, yeah, man, that guy's been around for years. He's got to have some good stuff in there. So this is just a simple smash and grab. Nothing specific. We're going after just just breaking in, taking as much as what we can, and. Quick escape. Simple as that. It's like, Tyler just looks at you like, oh, dude, come on. You think I'm going to be make it that easy? And he pulls out like a lockpicking set out of his pocket. And it's like, no craziness, no drama. We stick out the place. Then we'll go in later, get what we find, and get out without any complications. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. What was this guy's name again? Mayor Rano? Old Man Rano. And he has Old been... Old Man Rano. Yes, Old Man Rano. Old Man Rano. Okay. Yeah, and he has... And he's hey, can, I, can I ask Tyler, is Old Man Rano going to be there? Do we have some sort of assurance that Old Man Rano won't be there? And Tyler just, so you asked that, and Tyler just looks at you and is like, why do you think we're staking out the place, bruh? Oh, boy. Um, okay, so so Bran being as young as what he is, he's going to go ahead and say, all right, fine, we stake out the place, and 
if he's not there, then we just straight up go in. No, no reconnaissance has been done up to this point, and Brand's just gonna run with it. <laughs> okay, so it's like so. Hold on, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought for a second. So yeah, Tyler just looks at you all and is like, "Meet us back. Meet us all. At, we will all meet at Old Mirano's place in about forty-five minutes. I expect all of you to be there." We're going to need every one of y'all for this. On the street, right? Just just doing our own thing like normal. Like playing playing cards in the street. You know, uh, like four of us down on one side of the street playing cards. The other two, you know, off to the right of the house. You know, just sort of uh, keep, keep in watch eye. Uh, just having a normal discussion, right? Tyler just smiles and he gives you like a big old bear hug. It's like, this is why I consider you my second. Bran, you know exactly what to do. All right, well, I'm game. Let's do this. Yeah, and we're going to cut from back. We're going to cut back to Lev back at the house. What's Lev doing right now? So, uh, I figure at this point, Lev is just about finished up with his case files. He's, uh, he's already wrapped up his presents. It's not a pretty sight the way he's wrapped presents. Um, and uh, at this point, he's uh, he's just probably not doing anything. Probably uh, watching TV, finishing off the bottle. So I'm going to say, yeah, you're watching TV, finishing off the bottle. Um, would it be possible can, to say... Can I that- ask a bottle of what? <laughs> Sorry, this is a weird <laughs> Noah interjection. Can I ask a bottle of what? Is it a bottle of beer that he's been on for like an hour? Or is this like a bottle of Jack Daniels that he's been going at for <laughs> just real quick? <laughs> We're Russian. We drink vodka. Oh, what okay. else do vodka. Drink? Absolutely. 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 There's no other options, friend. That's the fun thing about when you when a DM gets to play, you get the same kind of questions from either way, no matter what. <laughs> yeah, so, so it's, a, it's a bottle of Grey Goose vodka that you've just like downed half of tonight, like just just straight up. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you're drinking, watching TV, and I was. Is it possible that he's got there's like a box with the cases next to in the chair he's sitting in? Yeah, sure. I'm going to say I there's like... That. Hmm? I see that, yeah. So yeah, I'm going to say you take another sip, and I'm going to say you're decently drunk at this point, as the TV's just kind of... Kind of and it comes to a commercial, and your eyes go back to the box. And you see a name that you never would have expected to be there before, and you're surprised that you somehow missed it. You see a file for old man Ranu. My neighbor? Yes. And I'm going to say if you want to look into this file at all, it's going to be an investigate roll, but I'm starting you off with a minus one because we are stating that you're drunk. All right. An investigate roll. Uh, do I have any power tags that are relevant for that? All right, well, I've got... I don't think I have anything that's relevant. I don't, I'm don't. i not seeing anything that uh, 
that would necessarily be relevant to an investigation. All right, then. Then you, you're having to roll minus one, then, because you're currently drunk. Then that's what we're doing. Come on, Dad, you got this. <laughs> so that would be uh, nine minus one, so an eight. Okay, so it's still a mixed success, and even though it was a negative roll, there, uh, there's a rule in City of Mist, it's called at least one. So you will still get, like, one clue, which is, like, one question you can ask about this scene. Um, so... So I'm seeing his file. Is he... Is he the... The, the criminal, or is he the... The, um... The victim of a crime? So... You, so you're bringing through the file, and it's kind of blurry to you because of your current drunken status, so you make out kind of bits and pieces here and there. He's not, he's not really a criminal, and he's not, but he's not a victim either. It looks like from what you see, he's more of a person of interest, as he's apparently been connected to some disappearances that have happened in the neighborhood for a while now. But, but what those disappearances are and what how he was connected to them, you can't quite make out. Okay. Um, and that's that's all I get from that. That's all you get. Um. I'm going to try and make some phone calls. I'm going to see uh, if there's, like, people that I know from, uh, from the police detective, um, from the local uh, PD, if there's anybody, uh, you know, that I might know from, like, connections uh, to make some phone calls and see what I can find out. Okay, so I'm going to say you pick up your phone and you immediately call Detective Ikidnu from the police what's station. His, what's his name? She, actually. She. Detective Ikidnu, she's been in the police force for a while and she is usually quite familiar with like these strange things that goes on to the city as you and her both know that each of you are riffs. So yeah, you call... Hmm? And you... How did you I'm spell sorry. it? How did you spell her name? Oh, it's it's E N K I D. Yeah, e, hold on. It's E E N K I D U and Kidnu. No, wait. I am completely misspelled. It's E N K I D N U and Kidnu. That's how you spell it. Sorry. <laughs> Got it. Okay. So I pick up the phone and uh, and I'm calling her what she knows about uh, um, old man Rano. Alright, so yeah, you call her and not after a couple rings, the phone picks up you here. Detective a kid, new police department. How can I help? Yeah, it's me. How are you? Uh, I have case files for um, old man Rano. Uh... What do you know about him? Well, nice to meet you too, Lev. Get right to it, why don't you? We've known each other long enough. Alright, so I'm gonna do something that usually MC doesn't do, but I think will be work for us. I'm gonna roll 2d6, and we'll see what she can find out. <laughs> I rolled a 5. Ouch. So, yeah. Uh, also, her investigate? 
basically this is her go, doing her doing an investigate to see if she can find much about what he's asking about. So you hear the computers, her typing at the computer, and she is like, well, I mean, there's not a whole lot much in here about him. He's been in the city for quite some time, been in that neighborhood you live in for quite some time. I know there's some disappearances that have happened, and I guess he was investigated. But other than that, not much. That's about as much as I already knew. So how did how did his file end up with me, though? Wait, there's a file on him? It's in my hand right now. You want to come over and see it? I believe you, but... I don't... Like, who gave you the files? Was it us? Don't know. For seeing it in the box now. <sighs> well, that's quite a mystery. I'm saying if you want to find out, you can. Just don't get yourself into trouble over it. You know me. You know I'm trustworthy. It's like, yeah, you're trustworthy and a drunk. I'm more concerned about the drunk part. It's fine, it's fine, I'm sober. For now. Okay, Lev. Just take care of yourself. I always do. And then she hangs up the phone. And we're going to now cut to... Bran and his uh, Lost Boys gang. As they are arriving at outside Old Man Rano's house. Absolutely. So, I'm assuming that as we arrive outside of Old Man Rana's house, that there is, uh, that we take our normal positions, again, a few people playing cards, I, I, actually, let me, let me ask you this, Hunter, uh, how many of us are there specifically? I was, I was trying to think of how many guys were in the Lost Boys originally, but I'm gonna say there's just, like, ten of you. Okay, there's like 10 of us? Okay. Mm-hmm. So if there's, if there's 10 of us, what we're going to do is we're going to break off into a group of five people playing cards, three people who are directly outside of Old Man Rana's house, and two people who were just down the street to be on the lookout if there are any, uh, any patrols or anything like that to come up. Um, in terms of... Uh, I, I guess I should designate which group I'm a part of out of that. Um, I'm going to be one of the guys playing cards. I'm going to be the dealer of the cards uh, that are going to be just to the left of the house, if that's okay. Um, so also sort of on watch for any sort of patrol or anything that comes down through the through the town. Can I make an investigation role um, to check and see if Old Man Rano is actually in the house. Yes, you can. I was actually going to say uh, yeah, uh, there was going to be an investigate role happening here, so... yeah. Okay, so, fantastic. May I use say, my... Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, as you're doing this, uh, use Tyler to has taken Thomas and one of the other boys... And those three are going, and they're going to hide behind a... I'll say there's, like, been a good, consistent snowfall in the air in the city for a while now. So they so there's a good snowbank that these three go and hide behind to kind of stake out to look and watch the place. 
Sure, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, that's that's exactly what I need, actually. Um, so what tags are you going to use for your roll? I would like to use one of my bounty hunter tags, specifically track down fugitives, in case this is a fugitive. Um, so maybe not so much track down, but at least at least then I'll be able to search for him if he's there. And I would also like to use one of my uh, lucky ones and do a serendipitous turn of events, potentially giving me a plus two if you allow both. Now, what would serendip? Now, what does exactly does serendipitous turn of events do for you? A serendipitous turn of events would mean that he's not there, or at least that we would know that he is there if he is. So basically, identifying. Uh, old man Rano if he is there or at least detecting uh, something if he wasn't okay so I will allow that um, not gonna apply any weakness tags so you can roll plus two okay plus two fantastic here we go that is a three and a four so a seven plus two total nine still a mixed success mixed success alright what we got so you get two clues because it's clue because you get clues equal to the power. So you get, yeah, uh, they're gonna be pretty fuzzy. Okay. Yeah, fuzzy, incomplete, or part true, part false. Okay, hit me with them. Well, no, you get to ask. What are your two questions? Oh, fantastic, fantastic. Okay, um, are there is there any sort of mail that would be left at the front door? Um, I would say that yes, there's a uh, one of those little like mailboxes that just is like outside of the front door that the mailman would just walk up and put the letters into. And you uh-huh. can see is it is it overflowing or is it? It's not overflowing, but the letters are a decent size, and you can see that the mailman had just been there today. Okay, great. And uh, are there currently lights on inside of the house? Uh, you can see from the top floor of the house, there's a light on, and there's like a s- small shadow moving around. But you, but there is a shadow moving around. Yes. Does it? Uh, I'm sorry. This is a follow-up question. Does it appear? Does it appear to be like Home Alone style, where it's uh, a cardboard cutout that's on a train track, sort of giving the same path over and over again? Um, you eat, it's like you would immediately know, you and the whole group would immediately know that, no, this is old man Rano, he's home. He hardly ever leaves his house, usually. Okay, fantastic. This is one of those- on the upper floor. Okay. Yeah, old man Rano is one of those get-off-my-lawn old men, so. Good on, perfect. Alright, that's what I need to know. Alright. And you see, as you're noticing this, you see as Tyler Thomas and- the third person, I don't have a name for him yet. They start to sure. go off Richard. and they start Richard. So Tyler Thomas and Richard. It's like they call him Dick. <laughs> yeah. Tyler Thomas and Dick. They start to sneakily make their way towards the house as you're making this investigation. Okay, fantastic. Um, can I give a couple quick whistles to uh sort of almost like a uh, a bird chirping that would 
indicate specifically to Tyler, do not enter yet. Oh, yeah. I assumed that you guys would have, like, your own kind of, like, calls and handshakes and all that that you do. So, yeah, you just kind of do the whistle that lets them know that, hey, there's someone in the house on the top floor kind of deal. Okay, fantastic. So after I blow that whistle, can I... um can I blow a secondary whistle that sounds like an owl hooting um, that says move to plan B where we would uh, try and get old man out of the house and to follow a group of us. Um, yeah. So is that you, a persuasion? You... Is that, uh, is that convincing? Well, I mean, it would be convincing for them. Um, uh, you see as a... Actually, no, I will say you do that. But you immediately get, like, a call back from Tower that kind of said that it kind of means, like, no, there's a, we got I got something else in mind. Just hold out. Oh, okay, good on. Good on. Yep. And what I'm going to do now is I'm going to make a sneak around roll for the three boys. All right, fantastic. They got a six. <laughs> Cute. And you see as the, uh... You see as the three boys start trying to make their way around to the side when suddenly Thomas trips over like a rock in the yard and you hear a oof! And you see as the, there's a, as the uh, shadowy figure comes towards the window and looks down... Mm-hmm. At you. Mm-hmm. 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 And you can now see old man Ronu staring at you through the window. Fan freaking tastic. Okay. Um He's at the window, right? Yeah, he hasn't noticed the three boys, but he knows that you are there. Fantastic. Are the three boys otherwise relatively hidden or are they just openly standing in front of the front door or front windows they are at the side they're now at this point at the side of the house so if he was okay, to step side the front, of the house yeah so if he was to step out the front door he wouldn't see them fantastic can I make an action and use uh and do um oh boy I want to use the uh, go toe-to-toe action specifically to my goal would be to distract uh, the old man to get him to come out of the house and chase after me trying to think of how that would work actually yeah that would be a go toe-to-toe roll so we could try that okay so can I do a go toe-to-toe roll and specifically use my power tags as quick as lightning to dart towards the door and um I think that's the only power tag that I have that would be useful in this okay so roll plus one alright fantastic uh that's gonna be a total 5 plus 5 so 10 plus 1 11 all right. So on a 10 plus, you get to choose two from this list. You manage to achieve your goal. 
You get them good, giving your opponent a status with tier equal to power, or you block dodge counter their best attempts. If you don't choose this, they can impose a status on you. I'm going to go with achieve my goal by getting to the door and getting the old man to come outside, and I would like to give him the status condition of distracted. Okay, so you're giving him distracted once as you rolled with one. That's and it. I just, yeah. I just imagine him as you both lock eyes as he's looking down at you, and then you just run up, run right up to the door and just start ringing his doorbell over and over again. That, that was exactly what my plan was. That was a hundred percent it. <laughs> and so you just run up. It's like ding, 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 ding. You're just doing this over and over again as the other three start racing around to get into the back door, and you. You start hearing the doom, 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 doom as Old Man Rano's trying to make his way downstairs to the front door. That's it, just... that's it, that's it. And yeah, and then as soon as you see him hit that bottom step, you just take off and go hide. Like, like you all scatter and hide at this point as he opens the door and runs out like, Ah, you dang nabbit whippering kids! Quit messing with me! Yeah, and I specifically need him to at least somewhat be able to see me enough as to where he'll begin to follow me down the street so is it okay if i fake a limp <laughs> if, you, if you want to <laughs> i i would love to fake a limp for this old man <laughs> yeah so you try to you like run quote unquote for a little bit but then you're just like you just start like ah my lip and he's just he's got like a cane in hand he's kind of shaking at you it's like Watch dark kids just behaving? Get off my lawn! Yeah. Alright, that, that's exactly what I need. I, I, I'm sorry, can I make... Uh, in Dungeons & Dragons, typically it's a performance role, but um, is there a way that I could... And this will be the last thing that I that I do before we switch gears back over to, to Dad. Um, is there a way I can try and convince the old man that he will catch me or that he has an opportunity to that way that the other guys can go inside the house and start the mission and actually start taking what they need to since the door is open from where the old man ran out with the cane and is moderately chasing after me is there a way I can give a convincing enough performance to uh to be the sitting duck yeah you can roll a convinced roll on him to see if he falls for it. However, I'm going to do another sneak around roll for the three boys. Perfect, perfect. That That's 10 out of 10. I hope that you roll well and they are not detected. <laughs> so what text are you using for this one? Um, For this convince, I'm going to go with uh, get them to like me as Charmer, and I'll explain that in a second. Um... Well, I mean, it is kind of self-explanatory, so okay, I don't think that one needs much explaining. So they're trying to get this old man fantastic. to not hate you. Fantastic. And with swiftness, I'm also going to use my evade pursuers tag. So, so be get them to like me just enough as to you know convincing them to run after me. But evade pursuers be just far enough as to where he keeps chasing me down this road. So here's what I'm going to do for that. I'm going to activate your weakness tag over stretching my luck. Oh, no. So, but here's what <laughs> but you will get attention on that thing. But you roll only with one now. 
Because that's a yeah, no, 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 that's... minus is. Because yeah, that you are entirely fair. That is you're entirely in this pretty precarious position right now. So no, no, I I could not have I could not have emceed that better. That's fantastic. All right, so I'm gonna roll with just a plus one here, and it's two d six plus one, and I rolled a six and a four plus one, so total of eleven. So yeah, he's just. You're just... Do you just, like, fall to the ground, like, holding your leg, just feigning a limp? So, yeah, and the old man's... Old man Ron who sees this happen to you, and you're just, like, kind of, like... I feel like you're... It's Peter Griffin. Ah! Ah! And old man Ron just walks up to you, and he's kind of softened now a little bit. It's like... Are you okay, son? Alright, that's that's perfect. Uh, before we resolve that, you can absolutely change back to dad. <laughs> well, no, I mean, he, no, this is only Ronu talking to you. No, 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 I was meaning like if you needed to change change gears and go back to dad, that's fine. But um, yeah, no, if, if Ronu is speaking to me on this and, and you're fine with me continuing. Um, yeah, yeah, keep going. Uh, Sorry, Nathan. <laughs> I'm here. I'm, just, yes. uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm enjoying listening to all of this. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, fantastic, buddy. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm just going to say, I was dared to do it, sir. I was dared to ring your doorbell. They ever, Everyone else scattered away, but I ended up hurting myself and tripped on the sidewalk as I was running away. I think I may have sprained my ankle, broken my femur, and fractured seven ribs. <laughs> because you rolled so high on the convince, he's just kind of just he's just kind of being old man worried now, just falling for it. But hold on. That's okay, amazing. So the three boys got an eight. Oh, okay. For, okay, mix of the stick So they got relatively in. So, yeah, so they're, like, trying... So, right now, Tyler's using the lockpick on the back door, and he's just kind of messing with it for a little bit. So, there's going to need at least another turn, probably, to try to get in as you are distracting old man Ranu. Dang it! Okay, okay, okay. I was hoping they were going to go in the front door since he left that unlocked <laughs> while he chased me out. Well, they were expecting... Well, y'all didn't really communicate. Y'all didn't really quite properly communicate that you were going to get him out through the front door. Yeah, no, upstairs. no, no, for sure, for sure, for sure. Okay, so, um, so I'll say, Omi Rodgers going to like slowly try to help you up on your feet, and he's like, "Come on, come on, I'll get you inside the house. We'll see, make sure you're all good." Oh shoot, 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 shoot. Okay, don't go back in the house. Okay, great. Um. I pretend to faint. Can I? Can I offer? <laughs> can I offer the condition of being? Uh, I know bruised is a condition that's pretty common. Can I give a uh, like a fake bruised condition <laughs> to myself or a statuses? That's gonna be a change of the game roll if you want to do that. Because change the game yeah, allows I, you to give I, yourself I, I a status. I kind of want to. I kind of want to. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a good idea there. Um, yeah, it inflicts status on opponents or objects or self. Okay. So 
Okay. Any tags you can use? Right. I, I, I think it's Charmer again. Um, uh, I'm actually going to use Get Them to Like Me for my Charmer. Um, I'm so going to use... I'm going to say oh, really quick... What was that? Of, I'm sorry. I'm going to say really quick, part of the same mechanics rules is you can't always use like the same tags and kind of the same scene row in a row. So since you already oh, okay. used Get Them to Like Me to get him in that scene, it's not going to be applicable to this. Okay, fantastic. I am then going to use... <laughs> I am then going to use my handsome slash beautiful tag uh, from Charmer so that I can uh, at least just look like a helpless young person. And equally, I'm going to also use the offer them a smoke tag from Charmer and just immediately like fumble for a cigarette as though I'm in so much pain and equally offer old man uh, a, a cigarette as well just to say, okay, here, here we go. Um... Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use both of those if possible. I'm interested to see how the cigarette thing goes down, so roll plus two. Oh, I'm so excited, yeah. (laughs) Amazing, amazing. Please, for the love of God, don't give me snake eyes, here we go. And that is a six and a six, that is a twelve plus two. (laughs) So my, my luck eventually will in fact run out. Yeah, so... You see, so I don't know, so somehow, like, you got, you have some bruising that just magically appears on you, whatever, and Old Man Runner Fan sees this. freaking fantastic. And he sees you pull out a cigarette, and you, like, you're about to light it, and he just yanks it out of your mouth, like, what are you doing there, boy? That's bad for you. Come on, get in the house, get in the house. No, and no, no, also, I was lighting it for you. Thank you so much for your generosity. <laughs> he puffs on it once and then passes it to him. Old Runner just kind of like, huh, been a while since I used to smoke, and he just kind of puffing on it, and while that's yeah. happening, well, that's yeah, smoke happening. Break is, is on average three minutes. Let's go. That's enough time for these boys to get inside. <laughs> but while that's happening, there's a sound of a window shattering. Damn they it. got a six. And Old okay. Runner just turns around like, what was that? And he starts to just rush towards the house. <laughs> oh. oh, I feel so bad. It's going so perfectly, too. It's like this is this is oceans. This this is oceans ten before they figured things out. <laughs> it's like it's like they're all going. It's like Tyler Thomas and Dick are all like Rutro Zoinks Jinkies. <laughs> <laughs> I'd give you Ocean's nine and a half. (laughs) Yeah, maybe Ocean's nine and a half. (laughs) Ah, shoot. No, this is just Ocean's a half. (laughs) That's what this is. Ocean's a half. That's what this is. Alright, so... Yeah, they actually broke the window of the door, tried to get into the house. Now Ole Rodgers walking back towards the house. Shoot, 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 shoot. Oh, hold on. Uh, nope, that one didn't work well either. I was going to, it's like, you see as like, you see like a couple of the boys, they see what's going down. They start making snowballs and they're trying to chuck them at old man Ranu. 
but they're just like missing him entirely as he's still making his way towards the house. Yeah, because I've got other guys outside. Yeah, um, I remember. I'm like, oh yeah, there's more. So roll for them. That's what I did, and of course, I got a five. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I think I need to use a different dice tray. I don't know if this one's working too well. I, yeah. No. Ch- change out your dice, buddy. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, I'll do that too. I'll change out the dice. Um. Okay. So. Gosh. I feel like the only thing that I can do in this be really quick sure before get in. Yeah, go before ahead. We do, before we do anything else, what's Lev doing in this moment? Yeah, what is Lev doing? Switch over so I can plan. <laughs> yeah, so um, we'll, we'll come back over to the house where Lev is at. What's going on? <laughs> so, after his uh, phone call with the detective and not getting anything uh, more out of her than what he'd already known, uh, I would imagine Lev has gone through the, the file on Old Man Rano again. Um, he's probably, you know, looked for any other contacts from names that came up in the file that, uh, he can, uh, uh, that he can reach out to as well. So I, I think I would start with a, um, with an investigation role, um, trying to go through the file another time to, to look for, uh, for names, for contacts, for people that he can, uh, Chase down. Well, I'm just going to give tell give you right off the bat. Um, you see a name that is familiar. It's the people that lived in the house before you all moved there. Well, okay. It's the uh, the Gretchen family that used to live in this house before you, and then the reason and the reason that you got the house so cheap because they were quickly they were trying to quickly get out of there. Do I do I see a, a a phone number a contact? We bought the house from them, so so do I have a a a, a follow up address for them? A forward to? You would still have like uh, Mr. Gretchen's phone number, like somewhere, like on the paperwork for the house. So, uh, so that's where I'm going to start. I'm going to look for for Mr. Gretchen. All right, so yeah, you just go like to your office area that you have. Uh, you find the old house paperwork in your desk, and you find his number, and you call him up. And after a few rings, the phone answers. It's like, "Hello, this is uh, James Gretchen." Hi, Mr. Gretchen. This is uh, Lev Petrova. We uh, we are uh, buying the house uh, that you uh, left here. It was uh, oh, yes. If you recall, I, I work as a, uh, a private bounty hunter. Um, your name hung up in a, a file that uh, one of the open cases that I'm working on. I was uh, wondering if you had in any uh, relationship uh, knowledge of Mr. Uh, uh, Old Man Rano, as he's uh, colloquial named. You just hear the phone just go dead silent on the other end. And I'm going to need you to make a convince roll for me. To see Invincible. if you can get him to talk. So, see if you can get him to talk. I am gonna uh, apply one of my my power tags here because I have. Hold on. From from my alcoholic, I have a sense of other secret pain. 
Oh. Oh, and I will bring this up again. If you all just want to do that, if you if you're if you think rolling is not worth the risk, you can burn a power tag, which gives you a ten success result, but you just won't be able to use the tag until you unburn it somehow. Okay. But so that's completely up to you. You either take the risk and roll, or if you think your roll's not going to work, you can just burn the tag. I'm gonna burn the tag. Okay. No. So that is a complete success. And Mr. And you hear uh, Mr. It's silent for a moment. And I just feel like you're just kind of like, Mr. Gretchen, are you okay? Kind of deal. Along those lines, it's... Because the, the case file talks about missing persons, right? Yes. So I'd probably say something along the lines of I realize this is a little bit of a, a difficult topic of conversation. I, uh, I apologize for bringing it up so abruptly. And you just hear as Mr. Gretchen starts bawling on the other end of the phone and they're just like Why did he take her? Why did he take her? I'm sorry, Mr. Gretchen, I, d- I don't understand. Take take who? Who, who was taken? It's like, we, we could never prove it, but that old bastard took my daughter! And he's just bawling his eyes out on the other end of the line right now. I am terribly sorry for your loss. Could, it's like- could you give me... If, if you had a moment to talk, I was hoping you could tell me more about what happened. It's like, and he's just kind of, you hear him like just slowly collecting himself. And then he was like, it was, well, we knew that she was always a troublemaker. She just hung out with the wrong crowd. But we did know that this would happen. Uh, it was, she, I tucked her myself in the bed Christmas Eve. And when I woke up, she was gone. Oh, crap. Oh, crap. <laughs> and you believe that it was Mr. Uh, Ronald responsible for this? I don't know who else would be. There's been rumors that he's been responsible for the disappearances in that neighborhood for years. That house you live in? I, we weren't the first. You you weren't the only ones who have lived there besides you and us. There have been several families in that house before me. Really? Yes, and it seems every single year on Christmas, one kid ends up just disappearing, and no one can find him. Always from the same house, huh? <laughs> well, no, different houses, but that one is like this is the one that people have left the most. People get tired, people get scared, and they leave. But they were not able to prove that it was Mr. Rano, you said. They had cops search his place so many times, and every time they found nothing. Why was he a person of interest in the first place? Because the very first one that was kept that went missing was someone related to him. Really? And then it just kind of spanned out from there to where it was happening to eat to all the houses in the neighborhood. 
At least every house in that neighborhood, people has been moved in at least once or twice. Really? Fascinating. I appreciate you uh, taking the time to talk to me. I realize this is a very personal issue for you. Um, have a Merry Christmas. If you fig- if you could solve this, give him a good punch for me. Always. What else a drunkard's for? And then you hear the phone click. And then we come back to Bran! Okay. <clears throat> um. Alright, so there was the breaking of the window, and now we are... The old man is running back to the house. I have one of two things in mind. One of which is an attempt to attack him, which feels unwise in the middle of a street on Christmas Eve. The second of which is to just let the events happen and I problem manage from the sidelines once he gets back into the house. And I think that that is more along the lines of what I'm going to attempt to do here. Alright, so you're trying to stop him from entering the house? No, I, I, I think I'm going to let him enter the house. I am risk assessing, and I think that I'm going to let him enter the house and just see what happens after that. And then we go. Are you going to warn your friends at all that he's entering the house? They broke the window. They should know that something's going to happen. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll give a quick call out. Um, instead of the, the sound of an owl, I'm going to, uh... What is equally as discreet as an owl or a bird chirping? Can you do a what? I'm going to do... Uh, yeah, I wasn't going to do a wood woodpecker. I was going to do a duck. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not going to do a woodpecker just because I personally can't make that sound. Uh, I'm going to do a duck. <laughs> We're gonna do a duck or a goose, like a goose honking. That would make sense. So, yeah, a, a good old Christmas goose right before they're put in the fryer, like a good old. <laughs> yeah, and old man, we'll say old man Rado stepping right into the house as you do that, and then. Okay. Uh, third times a charm. Third times a charm. Third times a charm. Oh no. So, okay, but as great. it takes a minute, uh, but you you see as Tyler and Dick run around the house and try to get back to you. You see Thomas make the corner, run, try to run around the corner of the house, when suddenly a hand grabs his coat and pulls him back behind the house. Cute, really cute there. Okay, and okay. you just hear Thomas go, "Wow." Um, I'm not gonna shout out his name or anything, because I don't want to give his identity away in case it's, you know, important there. Um, what I am then going to do... I'm gonna give a different bird call to tell everyone else to scatter, but I'm gonna stay outside the house, specifically at one of the windows, and investigate to see if I can hear what's going on inside. Okay, so here's what's going to happen. Uh, you do the call. Everyone scatters. 
Tyler looks at you to kind of give you the look like, what are you thinking about? What are you thinking about doing? What do we do? Um, I'm gonna just put one finger over my mouth to like symbol shush. Uh, and I am going to stealthily move. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna stealthily move towards one of the windows and just hover under the windowsill. Roll for sneak around. Yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna roll for sneak around. This is not gonna end well for me. I've rolled too well tonight. And I um, switched out my dice, and I still got a six on that last sneak around roll for the three boys again. Yeah, yeah, no, that checks out. Um, the dice tell the story, though. So you uh, no, 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 no. You're absolutely right. I can't use fool's fighting style. I can't use always land on my feet for a serendipitous turn of events. Evade pursuers with a lot of bonds as quick as lightning. No, I can't use any of those. Um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just. It, it's a straight roll for me, unless I have any conditions against. I me. hate to do this to you, but so no, okay. So this guy actually has a danger profile set up with stats and everything, and. And there's yeah, one yeah, that no. says when old man Rano enters the scene, he gets an alert three status. So you're minus. So you starting with a minus three. I'm yes. minus three. Cute. All right, I rolled a four and a one, so five minus three, two. I am easily detected. Yeah. So you go up to like one of the wind, like one of those like weird little like bottom like basement looking windows that looks down into the house. And yep. You're just looking around. And suddenly, Obi-Wan's face just appears right in front of you. That's crap. Okay. And he starts to make his... He's he's now about to start okay. to make his way out the house back to get you again. You know what? I'm going to choose to do something stupid. Oh, no. What are you doing? I'm going to intentionally be caught. <coughs> oh. Yeah, I'm going to intentionally be caught. Um, so, my mystery is, can they catch me? So I'm going to use a mythos move to stop holding back, which, if I remember correctly... There is then a price that is given by the MC, but isn't revealed into a resolution. Well, if you're just made, if you're just letting right? him catch you, I'm not going to say you have to roll. Unless what is there something else you're trying to do in this situation, oh, okay. or you're just letting him catch you straight up? No, I'm just letting him catch me. Okay, straight up. Yeah. I will, however, say you're going to get a fade on that theme since you're letting someone catch you. Okay, no, 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 that's that's fine. I'll take a fade. So yeah, old Mirado just. Comes out the front door again, walks up, and with the strength that you did not even know he had, he just picks you up and starts to drag you back into the house. Fantastic. And he shuts the door, and he okay. drags you down okay. to the basement, and he tosses you in there where Thomas is kind of, like, huddled up in the corner, like, all scared. And then, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then he's just mm-hmm. gonna step back out, he shuts the basement door, and locks it up. 
he doesn't bind us or anything like that. We're just yeah, stuck in the basement. You're not bound or anything. You're just stuck in the basement. Amazing. Even better. Okay. All right. Cool, yeah. I know what I'm going to do next. Okay. First and foremost, I'm going to ask Thomas, did he get it? Thomas just looks at you like, get what? Crap. Okay, so we still have to get... We still have to get what we're after. Okay. Tyler will regroup with the rest of the boys. They will come back and will attempt to do this again with or without us. That's fine. The stakeout was to see... First, we need to figure out our way out of here. The stakeout was so we could see what was in here. We didn't have anything in mind yet. We didn't know what he had. Cute. Okay. So what we do is instead of breaking out of the basement to get back outside, we now need to break into the house take everything that looks valuable and then leave. So while you and Thomas are discussing that, we're going to cut back to Lev again. So Nathan, what's Lev doing now? At this point, um, Lev would have no idea that that Bran was headed over to Old Man Rano's house. Like, he knew that he was being lied to, but he didn't know where he was going, right? Yeah, that is correct. Okay. And I will say it's about, we'll say just a couple hours have passed. So we'll say it's like two or three in the afternoon right now. Ah, crap. That means I'm already over overdue my time. <laughs> so three hours have passed. I would imagine I have some sense of time to know that, um, that Bran should have been back at this point. Um... I'm going to start heading over to Old Man Rano's house. Uh, I want to try and uh, talk to him about... Uh, well, I don't want to let him know that I'm on his case, but uh, but I want to start getting into this investigation. All right, so you go over to Old Man Rano's house, just a few blocks down from you. You just walk up and ring the doorbell? Yeah. And after... A- and after a minute, he just kind of, you just see him kind of walk up and he opens the door and like, can I help you? Uh, yes. Um, my name is, uh, Lev Petrov. I, uh, moved in a couple of blocks down. We're new in the, uh, neighborhood. Just wanted to come by and say, uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you too, sir. Um, listen, I was, uh, I was wondering, we're, um... I haven't heard anything about, like, you know, uh, Christmas parties for the neighborhood, something like this. Are you, uh, connected with anything like this? Do you know uh, what's going on here? It's like, old man Roger just kind of like, ah, I don't, I'm too old for Christmas parties. I find myself more comfortable in my own house than being out and about. Ah, a man after my own heart. A humbug. I understand. Me and the bottle, we go way back. Ah, so you let you drinker, huh? What you like? There are two ways to drink. There is vodka, and there is the wrong way. You've obviously never had whiskey, then. No, I have not. What, uh, what do you drink? It's like, uh... He's like, it, he's kind of got a smirk on his face. He's like, come inside, I will show you. 
And then he just starts walking towards his kitchen. I'm gonna follow him in. Yeah, and I'm gonna say, Bran, you're downstairs. And you hear just a... I hope that I'm not able to hear... Oh, I am able to hear something. I would assume you recognize the sound of your father's footsteps anywhere. Oh, for sure. And you just hear the... Yeah, you... Yeah, for you sure. just hear the heavy footsteps of your father. And you're just like, oh, yeah. He's here. And so... So Olme Rondo reaches up to the cabinet and he pulls out like this fine like glass container just full of this whiskey. And he just looks to you, to Levy, he's like, pure Irish whiskey, aged a hundred years. Really? Hundred years old whiskey. Is this dude just the most loaded person on the planet? He's pretty old. And he just gets like a shot glass and only fills it like halfway. And just kind of a little, just a little bit shakily hands to you like, strong stuff, you should try it. My my accents go all over the place with this man. <laughs> nah, I love it. Great. Um... Lev is probably going to give it a sniff before he actually takes a sip. And, uh... And then downs the glass. This is going to be funny. Roll go toe-to-toe for the alcohol. Go toe-to-toe for the alcohol. I have a power tag for that. I have <laughs> drink you under the table. Drink them under the table. From, uh, mm-hmm. from my alcoholic. Oh, is that just going to be the one? Um, if I can, uh, under fighting prowess, I have relentless. So it's like if if he's going toe to toe with somebody on a competition, like I see him being relentless about you know not losing a drinking match to some Irishman. I'll say that counts. So you can roll plus two. Plus two, it is. That is a 8 plus 2 is 10. Yeah, so you just down this and it burns your throat, but you're able to just drink it no problem. Not bad. I will admit this is not bad. It's like, and he just takes the glass from you and he fills it back up for himself and he downs a shot as well. And he's, and Omi Rose just kind of, ha! Oh, yes. I love to feel that burn. And he, put, and he puts the glass away. So, what do you do? And so, Old Man Rao's like, what do you do for a living? I'm a, a freelancer. We, uh... We're hired for jobs. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. The work is the work. Back in my day, they just call you guys like you bums. But I guess that's not what the case anymore these days, huh? You know, we, uh, when we're productive, we're productive, not. So, uh, so tell me, you, you say you, uh, you lived here a long time, yes? Yeah, and I'll say also, as this conversation is going on, Brand, you're still in the basement, you can kind of hear, like, the murmurs of the voices talking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are you and Thomas going to try anything? Uh, um, yes, you said we're in a basement, yes. right? 
All right, I've got an idea. It's a stupid idea, but it's an idea. Can I make an investigation roll for two things here? Number one, uh, other bottles of whiskey that look to be valuable. And what else do you want to do, too? Because you said you had more than one thing you wanted to investigate. What else was it? Uh, th- 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 that is correct, yes. <laughs> I want to see if there is a, a lead-in from the basement to the house itself, not to the outside. I have no concern of going outside at this point. Oh, so you're just looking to see if there's a way to get from outside to the basement, not to get outside yourself. No, 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 no. I know there's a way to get from outside of the house to the basement. I'm looking to see if there's a way from get to the, uh, to get from the basement into the well, house. Well, who said itself. y'all saw a way from outside to get into the basement? Oh, I thought you said that was the way that we got in. I didn't know that we were led through the house no, first. Yeah, I said there was a back door that Thomas got pulled into, and then old man Ronner dragged you in from the front door and carried you down to the basement. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry, I missed that. Alright, so... Okay, so there is a way to get inside the house, but you said that was locked? Is that correct? That was the back door and the front door. Those are the two spots right now. To get in and out. Fantastic. Okay, so right now... Right now, most whiskey collectors would place uh, their more expensive whiskeys in the basement. So I'm just going to take a quick look around to see if there's anything else there. Yeah. Well, what power tax you want to use? Sorry. Ugh. No, no, no. You're good. I would love to use uh, quick as lightning with swiftness, as well as uh... no. I think that's going to be my only power tag that's actually applicable here. Okay. So. You can roll or burn. It's up to you. If what you want to do. And burn my quick. If you lightning. want to, unless you think you can, you you gonna use it later. It just depends on how much you. Depends on how important this is to you. No, we're gonna we're gonna roll it. I'm gonna save my burn for okay. a minute because I think I'm gonna have to use it. I think I'm gonna have to use so it. So you're rolling plus one. Uh, that is a one plus two plus one, so total. Four. <laughs> Yikes! So did I find anything? I'm assuming no, not. there is not any. If he had good whiskey bottles, he was not keeping him in the basement for sure. Very good, very, very, very good. Okay. Um, can you describe my surroundings real quick? I'll say. It's so it's very interesting because the top of the house looks very kind of modern. Like, even though this man's been around for so long, the house looks almost like it's been newly built. But when you're but in this basement, it's mm-hmm. the complete opposite. Like, it's so it's almost as though there was renovation that was done upstairs, but he refused to have renovation be done. It's downstairs. night and day between the top of the house and the basement, basically. Like, that's what I wanted to hear. That means there are secrets down here. So okay. you see, like, there's a tool shelf around. You see, like, some tools kind of hanging up. You see, uh, there's, like, a large sack in the corner of the room, like a large burlap sack. All right. I 
Unfortunately, Brain would have no interest in the sack. Tools, however, are worth money. You know what? No. There is now interest in the sack. Uh, he takes the sack down, if that's possible, if that's okay. So you're, you're grabbing the sack? Yes, I would, I, I would like to, if that is okay with the MC. You try to reach out for the sack, and it moves away from you. <laughs> uh oh. Okay. So, um, it moves away from me in what capacity? What, what do you mean? It just kind of slides away a little bit. Just, just kind of a little. All, almost as though it's living. Does it give the illusion Not of really? Living? It just kind of, just like it's like something just kind of just kind of pulled it a little bit almost. Oh, and Thomas is still just in the corner, shaking, scared. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I expected nothing less with Thomas. That's fine. Uh, okay. All right, I'm going to use a uh, another power tag here. I'm going to use the Fool's Fighting Style to go ahead and attempt to grapple or grab this... Uh, this sack that has now moved away from me, which I believe would be a face danger. Um, well, I'm trying. Well, I'm trying to think. Well, no, you it's not if you're going to grapple with the sack. Yeah, it's not necessarily giving me a. Status. I would say it's go toe to toe if you're going to fight the sack or hit with all you've got. Yeah, one of those two. Um, well, hit with the. Yeah, yeah hit with all you got is really only set up for like really special occasions. Like that's something you have to like set up for to do a hit with all you got roll. So, right, right. So let's go toe to toe. Um, and yeah, let's use fool's fighting style as my power tag from Lucky, as well as good in a scuffle with bounty hunter. As as I'm okay, yeah, and I'll roll plus. You can roll plus two. Okay. Two fours on the dice, so that's an eight plus two. Total ten. Alright. So you immediately jump on this bag, and it's just squirming around now, like this burlap sag. It feels it it's it feels like a sack, but it's acting alive. And it's like you're it's like dragging you around the floor, just kinda like just and it's a pretty big basement. So you're just kinda like he's like shh. shh. He's getting dragged around and tossing and turning on the floor with his burlap sack. How much noise is he making, and would I hear it? Uh, no. Oh, no, no, no. The basement is soundproofed. Yeah, obviously, this basement <laughs> oh, is soundproofed. Oh, and I forgot. Okay, go to the toe. Pick two of these options. Get them good, achieve your goal, or block dodge counter. I'm going to go with... Um, you get to pick two from those. I'm gonna go with the last one, which is uh, protect yourself. Yeah, basically block. Yeah, making protecting yourself. Yes. So I'm gonna go with protect myself and achieve my goal. I'm not looking to hurt my opponent. I'm gonna go with achieve my goal, which is my my goal is to take the sack and start stuffing it with the tools that are on the that are hanging from the uh, pegboard. So. 
This will be this one will be interesting. So yeah, you like able to like grapple the sack. You're like holding it tightly. It's fighting you as you drag it to the tool. And because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. tools yeah. are valuable, I'm trying you to throw steal the tools those. into the bag. But then at one point, the uh, the bag slips out of your hand and it opens up. And you dodge out of the way white as it shoots the tools back at you into the tool bench. Fantastic. So. <laughs> Alright. And it just. Like, just escapes into the. Where does that tool land? Uh, it, they're like, it's like stuck into the pegboard. Aha, so it made a significant amount of noise then. Correct? Yeah, but Lev still didn't hear anything. That's good. That's fine. Th is it enough to shake Thomas out of his confusion? Uh, Thomas just is kind of like, oh, what's going on? And he's he's seen this happen too, and he's just as scared this bag that just that now like scurried away and underneath the staircase into the darkness of it. Mm hmm. Okay. Okay. I let go of the bag. I just want to see if it fires any more out of there. Oh no, the bag I had gotten out of this The bag thing. got out of your grass after you threw some tools in it, and then it shot the tools at you, and then went under the staircase. So you're not holding the bag right now. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, so it's it's just sitting in the middle of the floor, sort of almost like growling at us. Oh no, like so the staircase it's like coming down like the side of the wall going into the basement. So the staircase is like built into the wall. So there's like that area underneath the staircase that's just kind of like sh like kind of just stuffing itself back into as far as it can. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Okay, okay, okay. There's nothing else particularly of value down here, mm. correct? That you've been able to find. That I've been able to find, right. Okay. okay. Alright, we'll cut from that for a second. We'll go back up to Lev. Uh, what? And you, Lev and Old Man Runner, they're just talking away, just talking about just stuff and all that. So, what's going on now? I am... I'm doing an investigation check of, like, my area just to see what I can see around the house uh, in in the room that we're, we're sitting, if there's anything of interest there. Um, so I'll just say, kind of just glancing over, you just see a bunch of, like, old relics, like, stuff from, like, all over the world, different, like, tribal items and all that. Like, this man's been all over the place from the looks of it. Uh, so I'm, I'm definitely going to be asking him about that. So, uh, Rono, you you said you uh, don't like to go out much, but I'm seeing a lot of uh, souvenirs from places I do not even recognize. What? Uh, where have you been, and uh, why are you telling me you don't uh, like to go out? Uh, old man Rodder just kind of he's not looking at you he's just kind of looking around all the to the relics and he picks one up to look at it it's like ah different times my friend I used to be such a traveler when I was younger wanted to see the world and all that and I just got tired of it it seems everything every place just felt the same after a while really because uh, the old country it's not like this 
We're uh, very different from where we are now. Hmm. Can you roll investigate for me? Sure. That would be a six. Oh, we're not going to use any power tags? Um, what would be applicable here? Well, that's for you to decide. Right. <laughs> um, I guess predicting escape attempts? Uh, I will. Oh, as, as in an escape from the truth. Interesting. Oh. Okay, we'll say that counts for a mixed success, and you get. Aha. So you get. So what is the course? Nathan, you're welcome. Yes. It's like, it's note to self: don't have DM be players again. <laughs> no. Hunter, you brought this on yourself, buddy. <laughs> I'm gonna try and twist everything you say into that's, information. That's how the game is supposed to work, anyway. So, what is the one clue you're trying to get? Like, what's your question? My question is... What's he hiding in in saying that he doesn't travel anymore? So he's just kind of listening to you as you talk. And as a bounty hunter, I would say, you can easily pick up people's, like, kind of movements and senses and where their eyes are going to and his eyes land there's a book that's been there's a book that's out uh, that's been open on a coffee table nearby and he's kind of just glancing at it a little bit and you can easily you can easily see the title of the page that's on the story of krampus i was just say old man i was just like uh you stick. You wait another forty years or so, and you will understand where I'm coming from. Maybe if I live that long. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Uh, you, uh, you seem to be doing pretty well for a guy who says he's forty years older than me. I would like to do another investigation check. I want to see if there's. Anything else among the relics and uh, antiques that he's got that might be uh, related to Krampus uh, or Santa Claus or anything that's, you know, connected to that uh, mythology? Okay. Well, you're not going to be able to use the same tag you rolled last time for it again. So is there another tag you can use or are you just rolling flat? Let me see what I've got. Um, okay, well, tell me if this will be, uh, relevant. For my magical weapon, I have imbued with ancient magic, so, like, it would that be, like, a certain connection to certain legends or mythoses or that would, uh, give me something that I could use there? Actually, yes, because rifts are able to sense other rifts and other relic items. Then I've got a plus one. Yeah, so because of your ancient, because of your relic weapons that you have as a gunslinger, it would be able to help you identify other stuff similar. All right, then I'm rolling. That is 
A seven plus one for eight. And what was the one question? Uh, the one question was, are there any other relics that are uh, somehow related to Santa Claus or Krampus or, or the Christmas mythology? There's one in the basement. So, okay. So, as so, you're able to recognize when the mist is around in every areas, and the mist is what hides all that is considered supernatural and paranormal from the people that don't have powers. You don't see any mist surrounding any of these relics you're looking at, but you do seem to notice that it's fairly odd that some of these relics look almost like children's toys. Um, like, like just toys from various nations and cultures. I'm going to. I would like to make a sneak around roll, and basically, I'm going to be kind of getting up to look at these relics around the 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 house and try and subtly move closer to this book that he was looking at, and okay, see if I can so... get a better view of the page. That was open to. So I'm gonna say so the his alert three stats will take you to play uh, take effect. So your omega will start at a negative three for this roll. All right. Do I have any power tags that I can use? I don't have any power tags that doesn't look like there's anything that's. Uh... So roll minus three then. Fuck it. Let's do this. Oh God! You're gonna be- put down with he- me here, Dad. What are, what are you doing? That is a six minus three. Damn it! So you're walking towards <laughs> the book and you're reaching out to it, and suddenly he just turns around and whacks your head with a cane. No touch. My apologies. With a cane? It's uh, was an interesting book. It is Christmas time after all, and. This is a particularly peculiar uh, story surrounding the uh, the holiday, if you will. You, you just see him kind of rush over to the book and close it up and hold it like against him in his arms. And he's just like, I think you've overstayed your welcome, sir. But it was nice meeting you. It's a pleasure to meet you, too. Uh, I, I apologize for the uh, if there was any offense. I meant no disrespect. And he's just at a grip the book tightly. And as uh, as you're walking at the front door and he's standing there, and he says, Petrov, a word of warning. Make sure you lock up your doors tonight. You never know what happens in this neighborhood this time of year. And he shuts the door. Um, at this point, I'm gonna head home immediately looking to see if uh, Bran got back yet um, and also to uh, to make a phone call to uh, to the detective okay as you're doing that we're cutting back to Bran in the basement of old man Ronner's house what's going on of of course we are all right so I have figured out what I'm doing down here in the basement Thomas is absolutely of no help to me except I'm going to ask him to grab the bag. It's like, what? With full knowing what may happen. It's like, what? 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 Oh, yes. 
I am going to offer him a smoke and with my handsome self attempt to charm him and tell him exactly what he wants to hear as part of my identity for Charmer and say, look, buddy, you're the only one who can wrestle this type of thing. Obviously, you're far more equipped with it than what I am. Will you please attempt to grab this bag? What I'm going to do is I'm going to start banging on the door upstairs to see if the old man will open it up. And if he does, what I'm going to do is I'm going to grab him and I'm going to chuck him down these stairs. Okay? Okay, so what tags are you using again? I'm going to use get them... Or I'm I'm sorry. I'm going to use offer them a smoke and handsome uh, slash beautiful. I'm activating the weakness tag self-centered. Because you are throwing one of your guys to do your dirty work. So that's going to be... No, we're a team. We're a team, Hunter. We're a team. Well, you just literally just fought this guy, and you're like, oh, I don't want to do this again. I'm going to send Thomas in instead. Well, yeah, but Thomas has just been sitting in the corner. Of course he needs to make himself some useful. Anyway, okay, fine. Self-centered. You'll get yeah. attention on that theme, though, for part of your charmer theme, so... Thank you. So, roll plus one. This is a, this All is right. a convince roll, I, I should have said, so. Oh, yeah, 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 sorry, I, I, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, one of my dice jumped out of its box. I got a one on one <laughs> of them, so I'm praying. You can just reroll both again if you want. And it's a... Oh, I can, I, okay. Cool. Since I'll one fell off, I was going to say reroll both. <laughs> Okay, it's a five and a two, so a seven plus one, eight, mix six. Seven. Okay. And he's like, so he doesn't take the smoke, but he looks up at you kind of still scared because he's like, he knows you're kind of still treated like the second and he doesn't want to make you mad. So he's like, uh, okay, okay, Brand, I'll do as you say. And he starts to slowly make his way towards where the sack is. Under my breath, I say, thanks, fat ass, which is what he <laughs> called me earlier. And and I hope to God that this bag is about to eat. <laughs> Alright, so are you going up the steps as he's walking towards the sack? Or what are you doing? I want to watch what happens with the sack first, and then I'm going to go up. Okay. Oh, okay. So I got an 11 on this one for Thomas. So Thomas reaches in. So he, he grapples Yeah, him. Thomas just goes over slowly, and then he just quickly reaches in, grabs a bag, pulls it out from underneath the scares, and he's just grappling onto it like he's like he's riding a bucking bronco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's bull riding. Yeah. Okay. So as he's bull riding, he seems to have the situation under control. I'm gonna shout down to him. Uh Good job, Thomas. You're doing great, buddy. Just just keep hanging on, bud. And then I'm going to go up. And then I'm going to go up. And that's when I'm going to start checking to see if the door is still locked. Is it? I, I yes, it's so. locked. Fantastic. Okay. Um, you said there are tools downstairs, uh, Yes, there was a tool bench with tools, yes. What type of lock is this? Um, I'll say 
Just like your standard household, like door, like oh, like old doorknob. school where you need the key to lock it. Nah, crap. But is it a doorknob or is it like a doorknob padlock? Doorknob with a keyhole under it's a doorknob. It. Great, fantastic. I'm gonna run downstairs to the uh, to the workbench, and I'm gonna start pulling as many screwdrivers as what I can from it. Yeah, and uh, and I'm gonna start unscrewing the plate that surrounds the doorknob itself. You see those screw you see those screw spots on the doorknob on the doorknob. Oh, fascinating. Okay, great. Where the uh, where the keyhole is, I'm gonna take a flat tip screwdriver and I'm gonna use it as a bump key. And while this, do you know what a bump key is, Hunter? Explain that to me. I feel like I should, but I don't remember. So a bump key is actually used in lock picking. It's a uh, it's a flat piece of metal that you put inside of a keyhole and then you hit it with the uh, palm of your hand or with the uh, or with the the meat of a fist and uh, try and get all the pins to engage at once and you turn the knob at the same time. It's a it's an old it's an old lock picking trick. Okay, um, I'm going to do another roll here really quick. Sure. Okay, and it's a nine. So you see as... So you look back real quick. You see as Thomas is still wrangling with this sack. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's still going on behind you. Okay. So can I roll for, uh, for me using the bump key? To try and unlock this door? Uh, yes. This will be a sneak around roll, and I'm going to go ahead and give you a plus one since you're using tools to try to break it. Okay, can I also add, um, uh, can I also add wiggle out of bonds from my power tag of swiftness and then burn it so that I have an immediate plus ten and then the plus two for wiggle out of bonds, plus one for using tools. Well, if you just well, if you just burn that tag, it's going to be treated as if you got it's you rolled a seven plus three. So if you had, oh, okay, okay. okay. So if you, I'm so if you were to roll, you would get the plus one for finding the tools and using them on the lock. So you don't get an extra. Nope, no, no, no. We're gonna. We're gonna burn Wiggle out of bonds. Okay, I'll say that's allowed. And since that's a sneak around roll, you immediately do your thing, and the basement door unlocks. Fantastic! Am I now close enough to the living room? Um, I'm gonna do one more roll for. Or do you have narration? I'll do one more roll for Thomas. By all means. And he got a seven. So. Can I give him a condition? Uh, what condition were you trying to give him? Ungrappleable. Well, I was gonna say you don't have to because you see that even though he's a little banged up and bruised a little bit, he is now firmly holding this sack in his arms as he is standing up. Way to freaking go, Thomas. You're doing exactly right, buddy. He's just like, huh, huh, huh. Fuck! <laughs> 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 okay, alright, fantastic. Alright, so what 
what do I see past the basement door? Uh, you see kind of just a dim You're just kind of looking out into the hallway. It just, it just looks like a normal house right now. Uh, the dungeon master's me is trying not to read into that too much. Okay, go on. <laughs> and um, um, I'm going to say as you all escape out, you get into the hallway, kind of leads out to the living room area. You see... Wait, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to pause you real quick. He said as we get out, is Thomas coming up the stairs with me? With I assume you weren't going to leave him down there. Well, that was actually my intention. <laughs> my intention was to leave Thomas okay, down there, and I was going to scope it out until until I figured out the coast. Okay, was so there. rewind. You, so yeah, you tell him stay down there, and he's got this. He's just holding this act tightly in his hands. So you yep, walk yep. out, and you're making your way through the house. You come out into the living room area, and then you see by one of the windows of the living room, Dick's face looking in. Oh, I see Dick. Hey, Dick. I just give him a quick little happy wave and a thumbs up saying I've made it in. And he and you just hear him like and he just kind of does a whistle that the whistle that would ask like where is he asking about old man Ranu. Oh boy, do I misinterpret that? Um, I would assume you would know all the whistles in your group. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's just yeah, hearing that through the window is interesting. Um, I'm gonna shrug my shoulders and sort of put my hands up in the air, be like, I don't know. All right, and I'm going to uh, then give the silent direction of doing the wave with my hands, but like in front of my face, which would mean give a distraction. So, like, break another window. All right. So, as they're going to do that, I need you to roll a sneak around roll. Oh, absolutely, I will. Any tags? I would like to use one, please. Um, actually, you said I'm up the stairs now, correct? Is there, t- there, there are two stories to this plus the basement. Yes, correct? there's another story going upstairs. You're like, you're like standing in the living room now. Can you describe the staircase to me leading up the stairs? Just looks like a normal staircase. Nothing fancy. Yeah, but 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 does it lead to a hallway down in the in the base, like it, at the base of it, or does it lead to like an open living area of some sort? Like oh no, room? it leads up to what looks like might be a couple rooms. Yeah, but at at the base of that stairway, I'm sorry. The one more time, what again? You're trying to figure out what. There's a so there's a stairway that leads up to what looks to be a couple potentially bedrooms or something, right? Yeah. Okay, so what is at the very base of that stairway? So on that ground level, not the basement, not underneath the house, but the the ground level. Is that like the living room? Uh, so it's like okay, so there's the living room. Then if you were to walk. It's like a little stairway between the living room and the kitchen that goes up. Okay, perfect. That's, that's what I needed. I had to think. You were trying perfect. to figure out the place for it. I was thinking about something completely different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was I was trying to figure out the placement of it in the house. Okay, so um, I'm going to use the two... Um, I'm going to 
go up the stairs and I'm going to use the power tags evade pursuers as well as always land on my feet for the uh, for the stealth roll or for sneak around um, and the reason I'm using always land on my feet is just in case I get into a situation on these stairs I'll be able to jump over the banister back down to the ground level okay so well, re- repeat one more time those tags yeah, it's going to be evade pursuers in case I'm chased, and always land on my feet in case I have to jump over the banister uh, if something screwy happens. All right, roll plus two. All right, fantastic. Ooh. That is a five plus three, so eight plus two. Oh, you made it sound bad. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> the way it came out. Just no, 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 no. I was like, ooh. Well, well, no, even the five plus three was not what I was looking for. <laughs> I was hoping for, admittedly, two sixes on that. So immediately as you get to the steps, your other buddies outside start immediately pelting the side of the house with snowballs. Just doof, 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 doof. Very good. And you see as old man Ranu comes out of another room that's near the living room. Immediately heads out the front door, just starts yelling at the kids as you make your way upstairs. Ah. Fantastic. So the upstairs is clear. Back to love. Fantastic. So at this point, um, coming home and finding that uh, that Bran is not there, uh, and having that warning from uh, from old man Rano. I'm uh, I'm heading straight over to the uh, the police uh, precinct to talk to my di- my detective directly. Um, to your director, cor- correctly. The the detective. Oh, detective. Okay, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna say that everyone at the police station, like fortunately and unfortunately, knows you. So some are just so most of them just kind of see you and they'll ignore you, and some just kind of make like weird faces as you walk in. And you just kind of burst into Detective and Kid News office. And she's just like, Huh! Lev! We've talked about this! There is no time for that. We need to talk about uh, Rano's case. Oh, did you find something? I went over to have a talk with him. Now, you said you said before that she's also, um, uh, what's the word for people like us? Rift, yes. Rift. That she's she's uh, she's aware of the rift. Yes. And she and I both know we're we're in on that, right? Yes. Most rifts know each other. Most rifts know that when other people are rifts, unless the rift is actively trying to hide it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tell her about uh, about my conversation with uh, with Rano, and about the the book about Krampus, and him getting really defensive about. Uh, about the story when I brought it up. Yeah, so she immediately rushes up and shuts the door behind, shuts the, her office door closed and you're talking about this, and she's like, so wait, you're saying that Krampus is in town? Look, we don't know anything for certain, but it definitely gives it bad vibes. Ah, <sighs> this makes my job a whole lot harder when it comes to stuff like this. This is why you have uh, freelancers like me. 
We do not deal with paperwork. But I don't need you just hurting or killing anyone outright. You need to have sure fire proof that if this guy's a rift that we have that we have to be able to prove it before we do anything. Proof and evidence. Police detectives. Seriously, it gives me a headache. It's like you work for the city, in a sense. And if they find if they find out that I've been talking to me and you get connected to this, it's my ass on the line. Alright, we will do things your way then. Do you need backup? Keep them on standby. It's like I was it's like and she's and she just says I wasn't talking about them. And she just picks up the holster the her uh, pistol holster off of her desk and it starts attaching it back to her. It's like I'm coming with. Alright, let's get this going then. Yeah, and she leads you how, did you did you drive yourself there? I would assume so. It's like I'll meet it's just like I'll meet you back at the neighborhood and you both just kinda head to your vehicles and drive back. Back to brand again. Alright. Sorry. We're just all over the place. Oh boy. <laughs> I am in Yeah, no no no. No, abs absolutely. Absolutely. So you Um this is sort of a weird thing, and and I don't really know if you're going to allow me to do it. If the argument is... Can I find... I was going to say, if that? the argument is good, I'm willing to allow most tags, so... So what do you want to do? Uh, okay, okay. Um. So... This is just based off of my very minimal understanding of this game. I'm going to choose to go ahead and investigate what I believe to be uh, the old man's uh, bedroom, if I can find it upstairs, if that's possible. Is that okay? Um, yeah. So I'm just going to say that you open a couple doors. You open, like, you open one door, it's the bathroom. Another door is just the closet. The next one you open is his bedroom. Okay, fantastic. So I would like to investigate that. Um, but, and I know we have not talked about these yet. Juice points. Um, is there a way that I can create a flashback to what has happened in this bedroom? So, uh, nope. Flashbacks are only apply to you, not about certain scenes. So... Dang it! Dang it! But okay, okay, okay. You, I want you to do. There's, a, there's, there's this investigate role that's called look beyond the mist. You'll yeah, be yeah, yeah, yeah. Using my uh, mythos, but I remember correctly. There's a right? yes. You roll how many mythos themes you have. You add that to your roll, so you'll be rolling plus two. I want you to do that, and I will ex plus two. Yes, right? I will explain depending on how this roll goes. Okay. Okay, yeah, so it's uh, my mythos, the number of mythos themes that I have equals my mythos number modifier. Um, so you're rolling 2d6 plus instead 2. Instead of using a, yeah, instead of using a power modifier, that's fine. Okay. That's two fours on the dice, so total 10. Alright, let me look something, I got something really quick here. 
I always forget this one's kind of different mechanic wise, so I always have to make sure I get right. Working case. Yeah, no, for for sure. Sorry, I was hoping to use the flashback thing because that just sounds cool. <laughs> you know, that's such a trope of of noir, you know, games or or like cinematics. Anyways, that's that's so cool. Okay, so you get clues equal to that mythos roll that you did. So you get two clues from this, and because you got a ten, those are completely truthful, honest clues. And I, okay, fantastic. I'm going to give you this one just straight up. Don't have to ask for it. Okay, great. Go for it. So you're kind of looking around the room, and you didn't realize it, but the mythos of the Lost Boy in you kind of activates and yours you turn around and you see there's mist seeping into this hallway upstairs and as you step back into the oh, uh, oh uh, no but as you step back into the hallway upstairs the very last door at the end of the hallway has a bunch of mist just seeping out underneath it okay all right fantastic fantastic um can I go investigate that door prior to you giving me the other clue, or do I have to get the other this clue? This will still be part of your first clue, this first clue I'm giving you. You open the door, and immediately it's like, just all this mist hits you. You're just like, <laughs> but as it clears, you see a shrine in this room. A shrine to Krampus. 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 You love it. Um, okay. I'm putting some clues together here. There's no history checks on this uh, that, that I am aware of that I could just, like, gain a history of who Krampus is, but I'm assuming I will have heard stories, correct? So, yeah, Krampus is basically, his thing is, is during the Christmas holidays, he would be the one that if this kid was, like, super naughty, like, just really bad, he at, at first... No, he puts him in, a, in his sack, and then he takes him well, down to, to the underworld. Well, no, yeah. first, he comes and he punishes. He'll, like, he'll like spank and whip the kids. Yeah, he beats them. But, but that's the warning. If he has to come back again next Christmas, then he kidnaps them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, yeah, and just based off, just off the shrine, you see, like, even more, like, relic toys, cultural toys... You see newspaper clippings about all the disappearances that happened in this neighborhood. That's just, and you just get this face value. You still have one more clue. Is there a closet in this room? No, there's no closet. Is there a bed? No bed. Or something where something could be hidden? Uh, there's a chest at the bottom of the shrine. Can I open the chest? You open it. This is going to be the second clue. You see what looks like uh, a broken off... The mask of Krampus? No, the broken off tip of a black horn. Of a black... I'm sorry. It's like it's, like it's the tip of a black horn that was broken off. Oh, horn. Horn. Okay. Okay, cute. Okay, cute. Um, With those clues in hand... I think I know what the most valuable thing in this house is now. I take the horn. 
but less importantly, like if the horn is going to be a whole difficult thing to grab, then I'm not overly concerned about it. But I will take the horn, and then what I will do, <coughs> excuse me, is I will begin to, without stealth, because the old man is outside the house now, chasing after these kids with the cane, from my understanding. Give me a second on that. I will run down. Okay, by all means. Yes, he's still outside, taking care of the dealing with the kids. Fan freaking tastic. Fan freaking tastic. Okay, I will run downstairs, not stealthily, not really concerned about it, and I don't want to waste a roll on this. I will run down to the basement, find Thomas, hopefully I'm still gonna, grappling this bag. Where I I'm going to say, as you come back down the stairs, Thomas is now just standing in the living room waiting for you. Like, I'm sorry, I got I got tired of waiting down there. Shoot, we have to get the bag. He's holding the bag still. Does he have yes. the bag? Oh, he's holding the bag? Fan freaking classic. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, now I will, uh, I will let us use a daring escape out the front door, if at all possible, with the horn in hand and with the bag as well. Um, because I really want to put the horn in the bag, but I want to wait until we're a safe distance away before I do that. Um, I would like to use my power tags for a quick escape as quick as lightning, evade pursuers, fool's fighting style, always land on my feet, and a serendipitous turn of events. I'm, I think this is a take a, take a risk roll, because you're trying to get out of the house with these items. It's not necessarily something outside of my character, but you know what? I'll I'll absolutely say so. Sure. Repeat those fine. tags one more time for me. I keep like I don't know why I keep my brain keeps shorting out when I'm trying to listen for some reason. <laughs> no, no, no. You're all good. I'm gonna use uh, quick as lightning. Okay. Go for the speed. Evade pursuers in case we are uh, uh, in case we are followed. Okay. A serendipitous turn of events from Lucky, so that hopefully we will be able to make it out of there, uh, you know, with no problem. Okay. And you know what? I'm changing my I'm changing my fourth one. I said always land on my feet, but you know what? I'm actually going to change that to the bounty hunter one for good in a scuffle. Okay. Um, I'm going to activate your weakness tag yet again. Overstretch my luck. That's fine. So that's a second attention added on, and you get the roll plus three. Yep, yep. Daddy, I'm coming for you. <laughs> Phrasing. Heard it both ways. That is a four plus three for seven plus, uh, what was it, three, three or four? Plus three, so total ten. Yeah, so you all sneak out through the back door and come around the side of the house right after old man Ranu gets the other kids to go away and goes back in the house to the front door. Fantastic. And so you and... We have bag in hand and horn in hand, correct? Yes. So you and Thomas just run out of there? Uh, yeah, and we're going to go to the only place that I know that will be safe, and we're going to go back home. And I think it's going to be funny that as it's like that Lev and detect the detective pull up and see as all these boys just start running. Oh, yeah, no, 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 we're running past each other. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so... 
Oh, it's like that scene from uh, um, Umbrella Academy where they're passing each other the cars. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's so, it. yeah, Lev, you just see your son, Bray, run off with his gang, like, away from old man Ronner's house. Yes. I know that there were two of us, but I was not expecting to do, like, a solo heist tonight, <laughs> and I'm very happy. Well, it's not over yet. It was fantastic to listen to. No, I know it's not over yet. I know. That's what I'm horrified of, is that there's still 40 minutes left. <laughs> All right. So what's Lev doing now as he sees everyone just running by him? I'm 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 uh, coming to an immediate stop at the car to to grab the uh, brand. All right. So yeah, Brand, let your father Lev steps out and just grabs onto you. Father. And where exactly have you been shopping, Brand? Father, I'm sorry. I. Father, I, I'm sorry, I, uh, well, shopping did not go quite exactly as planned. See, there was, th- there was a problem with my credit card, and, uh, they, they would not accept my receipt from, uh, from the Hobby Lobby, and, uh, Wait. sorry. <laughs> um, Lev? I know that you are not shopping. You know that I know you are not shopping. Oh, and I will say, Lev, you're also saying that he's holding this little chest in his arms. Well, as you say... Oh, he's holding the chest. Oh, yeah, no, I haven't put it in the bag yet. So... So, as you say, cutting to chase, uh... Well, we are being chased, and the cut to would be uh, that we need to cut away to home or somewhere far away from here. We are being hunted by someone who worships Krampus. I have been in his basement, and, uh, well, he had a stench of alcohol on his breath, even somehow worse than yours, from drinking a 100-year-old whiskey an Irish whiskey, which doesn't even seem possible, considering the most, uh, <laughs> considering the most expensive whiskey ever made um, has been an 81-year-old Irish whiskey. Okay, so... I- this man has <laughs> presents from the beyond. I gotta stop you, because I'm gonna say, like, right as you're having this conversation, you hear a guttural roar as sound from old man Ronner's house. Ah, and all of a sudden, the uh, three—it's uh, Brand, Lev, and Detective Kidnu—look at the house, and the front door flies off its hinges. As I was saying, cutting to chase. This is the cutting. You see, Old Man Rondo grip on the door frame as he is transforming before your eyes. I at this point turn to Detective Kidnu, and I say, "Is this enough?" Uh... Proof? Evidence? You, uh, are we good at these points? Shh, works for me! And you all are watching as, like, his bottom half turns into, like, goat hooves and goat legs. Black hair is forming all over his body. His hands... I'm not waiting for him to... I'm not waiting for him to change. I'm, uh, I'm charging him and I'm, I'm, I'm... Blasting off with, with every bullet I've got. So anyways, he just started blasting and... Exactly. <laughs> oh, go toe-to-toe. Go toe-to-toe. I have... What do I have for that? 
Is that go toe to toe or is that hit with all you? No, got? this is go toe to toe because he is because old man oh, okay. Radu, the Rift of Krampus, is going to see this coming. So oh, okay, sure, 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 sure. I have, I have a legendary weapon. Yes. Exceptional gunmanship. Yes. Um. And uh, superior combatant. And relentless. This is where we see Lev shine. And I'm going to say you're, you're, you're just, your mind is just focused on this. So I think Mindless Rampage would apply here too. Your weakness tag. Because you're just trying to go at this guy. So that should be uh, four tags that I gave you. You gave me four, but if I apply the weakness tag, that takes it down to three. Okay. So you'll get attention on your fighting prowess theme, though. But you're rolling plus three now for go toe to toe. For the mindless rampage, right? Yes. Okay. Which brings me up to uh, a nine. Okay, so you get so from go toe to toe, you pick one option for option from the list. So it's either achieve your goal, get him good, block dodge counter. I'm gonna go with get him good. So. You're just blasting away at him now with your legendary guns? That is exactly what I'm doing. Okay, so Krampus has a stat that is called Thick Hide Wild Nature. When Old Man Rano takes a physical harm or subdual status, reduce the tier of the status by one. So your three is now becoming a two. But that's... All right. So he gets a shot two status as as like a couple bolts just kind of ping off him as he's finishing his transformation, but one just kind of right in the shoulder, and he lets out another guttural roar as you now stare at this elongated goat-like man with two large horns. One of them looks broken. So we're seeing the broken horn. We're seeing the the goat man with the um. You are staring at Krampus himself now. I'm staring at Krampus himself. And now, um, and because you didn't pick the block dodge counter, I need you to out roll Finch Danger as he's going to charge and meet you halfway. Do I have any tags that I can use on face Danger? Um, well, that was spaghetti. Oh, spaghetti. I am going to take. I'm going to take emotionally impervious. Okay. From Bounty Hunter. Okay. Because, like, I'm seeing a monster running at me, and I'm just, like, unfazed by it. All right. And and I can't use a power that I just used, right? Yeah, you can't... Like, I can't... You can't use any of the tags you used on your go toe to toe Um, so I'm gonna take, uh, Imbued with Ancient Magic as well. So, roll, roll plus two. is a six for a four plus two in total six. Okay. So here is what I'm going to have happen as you are still shooting at him. Krampus leaps through the air. His claws grab on his shoulders and dig into you as he pins you to the ground with him on top of you. So you not... Now here's the thing. He's not only giving you a uh, hurt two... 
he also has another status to where if he gives you a physical harm, you get another status on that. To where you can't escape. So you're also trapped too, as he is now he has got you trapped under him right now. And I'm going to roll for Detective Echidnu really quick. See how she does. Okay, so she gets a seven, and she's just kind of let. She's just trying to. She's just popping off shots at the Krampus, and it's just kind of bouncing off of him. It's not doing much right now. Is Bran going to do anything? Uh, yeah, no. Bran's got a plan here. All right. What's uh, Bran? Bran asks for Thomas to pass me the bag, and Thomas is just like, "Yeah, here, take it." <laughs> And the sack is completely calmed down at this point, so you're able to just hold it, and it's not fighting you or anything. Oh, fantastic. That was what I was hoping you were going to say. Okay, great. I pull out the horn, and I shout, Krampus! Do you want this to die as well? And he holds up the horn in his right hand, and the bag with his left and motions as though he is going to drop the horn into the bag. And may I roll for convince slash threaten? Uh, I'm going to say this is also taking the risk because if he is in the state that Krampus is in, he can do something to you if he's not happy. So you're taking a risk. Okay, yeah, no, that's what I was trying. Uh, can you still hear me, I by the way? You, yeah. Okay, great. Um... Okay, so this will be a take a risk. My goal here... It's kind of a combination of both convincing and taking a risk at the same time, so... But we're we're going to put it under taking the risk rule, so... Okay, that's that's fine. Um, May I use the uh, power tags fool's fighting style and good in a scuffle. Yes, you can use those. Can I also add handsome or beautiful? That way that he is just... No, uh, he does not care about that at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, fair enough, fair enough. It was, it was worth a shot, man. It was worth a shot. Alright, yeah. Uh, fool's fighting style and good in a scuffle. Let's use those two. So I get a plus yes. two, is that alright? Alright, 2d6 plus 2, let's go. That's a 5 and a 5! Let's go! So, uh, total 10 plus 2, 12. And what were you trying to see that he'll do? I'm hopefully going to threaten him that with the horn, that I am A, in possession of the horn, and hopefully if something happens with this bag, if I put the horn into it, that something bad will happen to him. It's purely just a guess. It is a blind threat. But I'm holding two things that to Krampus would hopefully be important. So maybe his direction would be geared towards me instead of Dad. Okay. So you're trying to get the attention off of Dad and onto you. Hopefully we're threatening him with, like, potentially, like, oh, I'm going to send your horn into the the 
the hells. Like, you know, you, you may not be able to get this back. So you see Krampus just look up at you, and he sees you on the horn, and he's growling as his eyes glare at you. And Lev, you feel as his claws come out of your shoulders as he starts kind of on all fours, slowly making his way towards Bran. And you don't have to trap. Dad, Dad doesn't have to trap two status anymore. He still has to hurt two, though. Still have to hurt two. Okay. Dad, take the freaking shot. So then I am going to... Uh... To hit it with all you've got. Yes. And I'm gonna. Um, yes, yes, yes. Because Bran has now kept gotten Krampus distracted. This is the perfect hit with all you got opportunity. Yes, it is. So that's. Um, I'm just gonna use everything that I've got, which would be uh, superior combatant, relentless. Um, Hold on. I have to ask. Are you just trying to hurt Krampus, or are you trying to put him down? Oh, I'm trying to put him down. I'm making this a stop holding back, then. So then... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm good with that. So, oh, and, and the DM then has to give the price, correct? So, yeah, this will be significant, a stop holding back. And you roll plus your logos themes. So how many logos themes you have, that's what you add to your dice roll. Logos. So I have, uh, from fighting prowess, I have a superior combatant. No, 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 no. How many tags you have, how many themes you have that are logos? That would be bounty hunter and whatever your other one is. A bounty hunter is a... Um, Right. Um, I have Bounty Hunter and I have uh, Alcoholic. So you add two to your roll. Just those two. Yes, because it just says you roll plus Logos. On a hit, you achieve exactly what you wanted to achieve and pay the price. So if you roll a success, what? What? I roll oh, a man. three plus two is five. So then the price is the the price is then preceded if you fail, and you pay the price, but something else also happens. Hold on, right? So, Hunter. on a, so on a significant. So, all significant, it's on a 7 through 9, march fade, crack, and burn all the power tags on one theme. So, so you oh, not wow. only have to burn up all the power tags on one theme and do a fade or crack on it, you also just fail what you were trying to do entirely. Oh, crap. So, which theme Ouch. are you going to crack, fade, and burn all the tags on? Um, I'm gonna uh, crack and fade my alcoholic. That's fun. You know that's right. Yeah, cause I'm like, yeah, cause he does this. And the shop misses. I just feel like he went. I gotta stop drinking. <laughs> because what happens is instead of shooting, instead of just outright shooting, he shoots off the other horn. 
Oh, that's cool. And now he, Krampus looks back and he is pissed. Hunter, I honestly thought you were going to say he shoots he shoots Thomas. <laughs> no. He keeps an innocent bystander who's just quivering. <laughs> <laughs> No, he just shoots off the other horn of that Krampus has instead of just outright not getting him. So, and now Krampus's tensions, uh, Krampus's attention is now back at, and one more time. So, so I rolled a nine for Detective and Kid New, as so she sees that her fires at work, she's gonna use her mythos. And you see, like, vines appear on her arms, just twirl around her arm a bit, and then all of a sudden vines burst from the ground and wrap around uh, Krampus's legs. Okay, so he has the restraint he's, condition? or the He's uh, gonna be restrained, but only for a moment. Okay. So, who's gonna do what? Um... I know there's no initiative order. Uh, is is it okay if I uh, jump in here? Go ahead. What do you got? All right. Fantastic. <laughs> this is stupid. <laughs> Has he made it back to dad yet? Uh, no. He's no. So he just turned to look at Lev, and then the vines like are holding him in place right now. Okay. And he has this. He is... has a shot two status currently. Krampus does. Oh, okay, he has a shock, too. Okay. Um, can I take a risk? What do you want to do? I would like to... I, I would like to... With... With the horn that I have... In my hand... And with the bag that I have in my hand... This this undoubtedly <laughs> will will be a uh, will be a take a risk. Can I jump on Krampus's back with my quick as lightning and fool's fighting style? Good in a scuffle and track down fugitives. Jump on his back. Attempt to put the sack over his head and then stab him in the back with the horn I'm gonna say this is actually gonna be another stop holding back for you because this bag is gonna mm-hmm. this bag is gonna do a lot more than you expected it to do if you if this works oh yeah yeah, yeah. No, that was the hope that was the hope so yeah you you also only have two logos so we're Oh my gosh! What? Can I can I burn any of these to make sure it's a success? Not for, I almost, uh, I stop holding back. No, and this would only yeah. be significant too. So, yeah. Okay. And I'm assuming I can't give a condition at the same time with this, can no. I? So what'd you get? Crap. No, I haven't oh. rolled yet. 
I'm, I'm reviewing options, making sure there's nothing else that I'm missing here. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna roll now. That is a four and a one, so five plus two, seven. Mixed success. So, but you also have to fake crack and burn all the power tags on one theme as well for this. Yeah, I, I know. And unfortunately, unfortunately, I think I'm going to have to dump my swiftness. I'm going to keep lucky. I'm not going to take swiftness, right? Or, or can I also choose from Bounty Hummer and Charmer? You, you get, yeah, you get pick just any one theme to fade crack fade fade or crack and burn all the tags on oh well you know what apparently being handsome or beautiful and offering people smokes has yet to do me any good i'm gonna burn charmer (laughs) okay so here's what's gonna happen as krampus is being held by the vines in place just growling at lev you, with the swiftness, rush forward. And as you're jumping the air, you like pull this bag over your head. You feel as the size of the bag grows larger. And as you land down with the bag and you pull it, swing it over your head, you completely envelop Krampus in his own bag. Yeah. And as you let, yeah. as you let go this rope appears and ties up the entrance of the bag. Yes! As you all see, like, Krampus just trying to get his way out of it, but he cannot. Ooh. Hunter, I I don't mean to interrupt. Do I actually stab him in the back with the horn, or can I not keep You can keep the horn. Oh, sweet. So... (laughs) Yeah, so Krampus is now trapped in his own bag. <laughs> What's Lev's reaction right now? <laughs> Lev is looking for a bottle. <laughs> it's... I should be drinking right now. So, Detective Kidnu is walking oh. up, and she's just looking around the bag. But then... Y'all start to hear the sounds of jingle bells as this blizzard of like snow and mist kind of picks up. Saint Nicholas, you're coming! But no, a carriage being pulled by just a couple of reindeer pulls up and it's like red and green and all that. And the door opens and a woman steps out. Lev, what was the last time you saw your wife? About seven years ago. And yeah, what was? And do you remember the events that led up to the last time you saw her? It was. She was there one day, and she was gone the next. There was nothing to go on. And. Does uh, Bran have any memory of his mother at all? Oh, on- only slightly. He would have been. He would have only have been like nine or ten years old at this point. Like nine years old, whenever his mother disappeared, and 
he he saw his his father just sink into the abyss whenever she left and begin to down himself in this alcoholism and like at the disappearance of of Bran's mom and like all that he can all that Bran can remember with this are like genuinely joyful memories of the three of them uh putting ornaments together and like placing them up on the tree together and then the next day on Christmas morning was gone. So what color what color was her hair from before? Out of curiosity. Oh absolutely like an auburn red. Yeah, this woman, while she has your face, now has this the whitest hair you have ever seen. As you both as we now see uh. Cindy Petrov, aka the Rift of Mrs. Claus. As she just walks up to the two of you. And just it's just completely silent. No one is saying anything for a moment. The case of the kid news just kind of stand looking between you all, the bag with Krampus, you all, the bag with Krampus. My mouth is agape. Oh my gosh. Yeah, she's wearing she's wearing like a very like kind of a uh basically think of like the outfits from the Santa Claus movies. That's kind of what she's wearing. Lev, this is you, man. Yeah, you see, uh, she kind of bends over a little bit to you, Bran. She's like, you have gotten so big, my son. I'm sorry I had to miss most of it. In seven years. Ah, Lev, my love. seven years. And I have regret, and I have missed every single day. I was not by your side. There are times that I'm glad you didn't see me as I was. Uh, Brain will just run forward and will will just like the biggest bear hug ever. And she just hugs him back. Just a couple tears running down her face. And she looks up at back at Levitt's like, well, I where I work now, I kind of am able to see everything, so I know how hard it's been without me, my dear. I was hoping you wouldn't tell me that. Oh, shoot. She's seen all this of it. Mrs. Claus. Uh, and she just kind of walks over to you, Lev. And she just kind of puts her hands on your face. She's like, I'm sorry if all this is my fault. We both know that it's not your fault. And in the background, y'all just hear just Krampus still trying to get out of the bag that he got trapped in. <laughs> and she's like, ah, the reason I came here, this little bastard right here has caused us enough trouble. We have not been, his, his magic has become so strong, we were not able to find him. And we just now did tonight. Thanks to you all. Wow. Yeah, and then you see as like, a handful of elves like suddenly come out of the carriage. You don't know how they all fit in there, but they did. And they just pick up the bag with Krampus in it and they load it on top of the carriage. It's like, we will make, 
Oh, wow. We will make sure that we put him right where he belongs. In the depths of hell. <laughs> Says Buddy the Elf. And so, and she... Uh, so she goes back to the carriage and she pulls out a box, one box, walks back to you, Brandon, hands it to you. I get a present. With this in here, you'll always be able to reach to me whenever needed. And then... You're... You're not staying? There's much work to be done. Christmas Day doesn't run by itself. But mother, we have only just gotten you back. You'll see me again someday. That I can promise this time. You see Bran wipe away several tears. Um, face just, or eyes just burning from the, uh, from the emotions that he's feeling at this moment. And then she goes up to Lev, and she reaches into her pocket, and she pulls out a ring that has, like, it looks like a tiny miniature snow globe in it. But inside is a spinning snowflake that looks almost in the shape of a heart. And she takes your hand, Lev, and puts it on your finger. With this, it will always feel like I am by your side. And she kind of just leans in. She gives you a kiss on the... She gives you a quick peck on the lips. She bends down the brand, gives you a kiss on the cheek. Merry Christmas, my loves. And a happy new year. Merry Christmas, mother. And, uh... Bran weeps, and you can see the effects that uh, that have been reflected throughout the theme cards that the charmer is no longer going to be applicable, but Bran absolutely will be taking on the mantle of equally a bounty hunter and keeping a swiftness and lucky uh, mentality about him, but charming people is no longer going to be his focus. What's Lev's thought in all this? What's what are Lev's thoughts in all this? Lev, I see him as trying very, very hard not to um, not to show any emotion around it. Um. But it's it's definitely not working. He's um he's visibly shaking. I would imagine there's a certain sense of a, a weight being lifted off of him, of uh, being able to recognize that not everything is his fault, that um, that he doesn't have to be such an asshole. <laughs> So you both watch as your wife, mother, the rift of Mrs. Claus, gets back into the carriage, blows you both a kiss. The carriage drives away into the mist snow blizzard and disappears as quickly as it came. 
Wow. And everything just stops. The snow stops. You both are just standing in the street as the sun is now setting. Take of a kid who walks up to Bran and he's like, and she's just like, you gonna open that kid? Uh, yes, uh, as he wipes away the tears in his eyes, uh, so, sort of uh, still watching for the longest of times until until his mother is completely out of view into the sky. Uh, and uh, yeah, just begins to rip open the box frantically. Uh, it's just a simple box. It's just got a lid on it. So you lift the lid, open it, and there's a snow globe inside. One of those, one <laughs> of those ones where if you you could turn the key on it and it makes a song. And yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. snow globe is that of the North Pole in Santa's workshop, and it actually looks like there's people moving around in it. And it's and you didn't even shake it once, and the snow in the snow globe just is just continuously moving around. So this is basically you're looking you're looking at a real life kind of like the North Pole happening in this snow globe. Live feed in a globe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the live feed. You turn the uh, little knob at the bottom for the music, and it sounds like the lullaby your mom used to sing to you when you were little. Wow. And as that music as that music plays, it focuses in on the snow globe. The snow spurls around until it cuts to a black screen. Wow, wow, wow. All right, so really quick, this is the part of most of the cases that is called Geek Out After the Credits, where we just get to talk about this. Yo, Hunter, this was freaking amazing, dude! I had so much fun. This was, this was a blast. I s- this, was a, this was such a treat. <sighs> that, okay, that, that last this part, that last part was starting to get to me. I'm still kind of coming down from that a little bit, that last part. Because... I was like, okay, the moms disappeared. That's why I kind of brought it up, because I'm like, how can I bring, like, because we did father's son, but what about the mom? And then that's why I'm like, that's where the Mrs. Claus thing start coming in my head. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. And whenever we were doing our character creation, I'm so glad that I didn't say, like, oh, yeah, no, mom's a prostitute. We don't care about her, Uh, which is what I was thinking. That would have been worse. (laughs) That's what I was (laughs) <laughs> it wouldn't have had necessarily the same emotional effect in my thing. <laughs> wow. Ugh, give me a second here. I'm just. Whew. That is- no, Hunter. That was, that was great, dude. That was fantastic. That was so much and fun. Honestly, that went so much way different than I expected. Because my idea was I was going to have y'all like end up going to sleep at some point at night. Krampus was going to break into y'all's house to try to kidnap Bran, and then y'all would have had the big fight then. But it just went completely unexpected, which is why I always like about running games for people who've never played City of Mist before. So, oh yeah, no, nothing, nothing, and just as a dungeon master in general, nothing ever goes to plan. And you, you handled that like a freaking champ, yeah. dude. Like that was that was like professional level DMing. That was so, great. But no, this is all I, my planning is. Is I know how I'm going to start it. I have the rough idea of how it's going to end. Nothing else in between. I prep.
I that's all off the top and by the dice. That's how this game I am able to easily run these because you never know how the story's gonna go. Like, yeah, no, like that's why it's like I wanted to roll for once for all these people because I'm like, uh, I want to see what happens. I don't want to just say something happens. I want this to like be fun. So having like you all having you all yeah. fail trying to sneak into old man Ranu's house at the beginning that was just hysterical. Absolutely. <laughs> It's like, we got this big plan, and then it just completely flops. And Thomas gets kidnapped. No, I mean, like, my, my thoughts on it is that, like, I mean, obviously, like, the, the, the heist I knew was going to go bad at the very beginning. So I just needed to play into it as much as, as much as what I could and do what I thought that a young, like, 16-year-old who was a hotshot who was self-centered would do, which is be, okay... I'm pretty well equipped. Let's get kidnapped intentionally and we'll go from there. We'll see, you know, what happens. And no, I mean like it was it was fantastic. It, it went exactly it, it, it went exactly as I thought that it was going to. And and that's just like a kudos to you for like DMing. It was it was such an organic feeling adventure. It was it was awesome. The dice tell the story is what someone once told me and I uh, it blew my mind so much the first time I heard that because I never thought about it. But uh, the more I run these games, the more I realize how true that statement is, especially when you're working at a game that's more role-play oriented like City of Mist. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, and and I would argue that even in something like Dungeons & Dragons, we are, like, as as runners of the game, we are more story facilitators rather than story you know, uh, writers, you know, we are just the people who facilitate the world and the circumstances, but, ev- but the players and the dice dictate what happens within the story itself. What about you, Nathan? What are your thoughts? So I, I had a great time. This, this is want to start there is that this was really, really fantastic. This was a lot of fun. Um, and I wasn't sure what to what to expect going into um, into an apocalypse based uh, system because having read about them before, having you know seen uh, on YouTube about how the system works, a two d six system seemed kind of limiting in in the way that it it mechanically worked. Um, and that is so true. That is that is entirely true from my perspective as well. So coming into this game and, and seeing the, um, how quickly everything moved and how, how smoothly it went through the game and, and because of this mechanic that's just, here are the numbers, roll with it and move, made it a really, really fun experience and just a very smooth and, and, and very flowing experience. Um, the, the one thing that and this was kind of on me as well, is that I didn't really know what to do with my character in the beginning. It's like, you, you had this setup with, okay, you're in, you're in the kitchen, what are you doing? And I'm like, ah, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to be doing. I didn't, you know, I felt like Noah had, had this heist planned out, and I didn't, uh, we didn't talk about uh, what my character would be, you know, doing at the beginning of, this, of the, the story. Um, so I... That was like my my one 
um, bit of frustration, I guess. Yeah, because the idea for this is this is your guys' character. Y'all got it's like y'all are telling me what's going on for the most part, and then I'm just kind of playing off that for the most part. I almost was. I had this other idea of how to start off. If y'all didn't start the house, I almost thought y'all would start like, "Oh, we're both like on a job or something," and I was gonna say, "Oh, the job's going horribly wrong." Like you're trying to evade gunfire or whatever at that moment, or something. That would like that would be like a fun moment to just begin like, like it's all going to crap. <laughs> just thought that would have been really funny to see happen for like a beginning, but I like the idea that it's just it's just everything's kind of normal at first, and then it goes kind of the more you look into this story, the more deeper it goes. So I just that was really cool. I was really enjoying this story, and like. And even, and like, so it was just funny because if Lev had not stopped Bram from running past the car, they wouldn't have had, they wouldn't be fighting Krampus right then. They, he, it's like, they just all would have gone about the same way and Krampus would have raided the, waited to plot his revenge for having his horn taken. Right, right. So, so, okay. So I always ask these questions for my players. So City of Mist as a system, what's your impressions on it? Oh, City of Mist! I cannot wait to uh, I, I cannot wait to share this adventure with my regular groups, uh, just to tell them like, hey, this is what I just got done doing. This was so much fun. We have to try this at some point. Like, I I would love to run this. Uh, I would love love to run this system on my own at some point. Nathan, um, like I said before, it was it was incredibly smooth how 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 everything just flowed because. Uh, because of the way the system works, that it's it's just you know okay here are your powers pick the ones that you're using, and and it just moved, and I really really liked that about it that it was it just the the there was no stopping wait which what am I using what is this it, I mean there was I had to you know refer to my character sheet but it was it was a very very quick moving process uh, you know at any given moment. Alright, what was like, what was one of y'all's favorite moment during this story? What was like a favorite, if you could pick like one favorite moment out of it, what would it be? Oh, the entire I mean, I scene. Two. Yeah, I have two. What was, what was that, Nathan? The entire heist. I, I, I was... Oh, the, oh with I the Lost Boys at the beginning? Yeah. <laughs> See, mine was going to be in, entirely different from that. Like, the heist was was awesome to me but i actually really enjoyed the back and forth that nathan had with with the the chief inspector or you know uh the the uh police coordinator you know whatever of like figuring out okay th- wait this is what's causing all the disturbances this is what's causing all the disappearances you know whatever else and that was what i was like feeling off of i was like oh crap oh crap oh crap. the entire time because i was like uh-oh, this can only go one way, and that's south. <laughs> I liked kind of, like, the Lev and Old Man Ranu, that interaction was kind of one of my favorites, just to kind of RP out. <laughs> because it's like, they're having this conversation, yeah, and then Brand's in the cool, basement, locked away. <laughs> yeah, no, there, there was, like, a, an actual tension that was built there, which was super, super cool. Yeah, and then, no, I was almost wanting Thomas to fail one of his roles that I made for him because I wanted him to get sucked in the bag and stuck. And I wanted to see how Bray would react to that. That's what I was rolling for. But no, Thomas decided that he was going to hold his own. 
finally. Yeah, yeah. Thomas Thomas held its own, held his own for once, which was finally about damn time that the guy <laughs> did something. And then, <laughs> yeah, and then just oh, the way the brand capturing Krampus with his own bag. I'm like, oh, that would be so perfect if he rolls so high. It, and see, that was my question: was like, is was that your intended way that Krampus would go away? Uh, like, and that's. That's almost rude of me to ask because that's like the DM, you know, asking like, "Oh, is that what you meant for it to be?" So like, you can answer that yes or no, or like lie about it. I don't care. But it's like, oh my gosh, that was, you, you played it as though it was such a perfect ending that it felt perfect to me as a player. So this, so the Krampus danger of Old Man Ranu was an actually like was an actual like stat block provided by City of Mist. So all these different tags and so all these different abilities and stuff that he had, this is all actual stuff that he has provided by City of Mist. And on the top of those danger mm-hmm. stats, it shows you like how you can like subdue or convert them. So if you had given him a hurt if you had given him like a hurt of subdue stats up to three, or if you convinced him of the true meaning of Christmas with by a three status. Oh my gosh. You you would have oh basically nullified him as a threat. But and you, because you already you had given him two status, because what well, was a three status, but then his ability with his thick hide reduced it to a two. And I do the and the way I do the statuses is they stack. So if you gave him another two status, it would stack on top of that to make it a three status. So if you were able to give him another two status out yeah. some way, he would have you would have subdued him. He would have been down. But. I like, but it, that was so much more that you decided, I'm going to jump on him, and I'm like, wait, he's got this, he's going to use this sack, I can use this to my advantage to say, oh no, the sack's going to get big and trap him. Because I feel like... I liked it. That worked very well. I feel like it's... No, that worked That worked so well. That played so well on the Dungeon Master side, or the, the MC side of things. That was that was perfect. That was Santa's beautiful. magic sack that is bigger beautiful. for presents? Kravis' magic sack is bigger for kidnapping. <laughs> children <laughs> right <laughs> and so i just like that he just got caught in his own bag and then it's like how are we gonna get out here and then by big reveal of mrs claus that i that i yeah. have been planning since before we start this which is why i asked that question about his mom <laughs> sure uh. sure no absolutely <laughs> Well, guys, no, I had a I had a great time with this. Uh, uh, Hunter, thank you so much for facilitating it. I can't wait to actually listen back to this and, and be able to share this adventure with with like all of the people who follow me on socials and stuff like that. And again, our podcast drops on January the first, uh, which is exciting for us. But I I can't wait to you know blow up socials about the Christmas one shot and stuff and and just be able to share this because I, I i i i'm genuinely can't wait to get on discord tonight and like message all of my other dm friends and all of my other players and stuff of like hey guys you won't believe what happened <laughs> like it, it's such a cool adventure i i enjoyed it so much you want to shout your socials out really quick for the show for the show uh yeah nathan go ahead uh i i don't have socials to shout out because i'm not you know in the in the content creation sphere as of for the moment so uh all on you get there get there nathan start start dming publicly 
<laughs> he does have an Instagram, but it's personal, so I'm not going to share that. But Nathan is a great guy to talk to. I talked to him for quite a few months before we got to this moment. So he's a great guy to talk to if you ever, ever find him and get a chance to talk to him on Instagram if he follows you or not. So same with no. Thank you. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, uh, my 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 Instagram is un.bardun, that's U-U-N dot B-A-R-D-U-N. Uh, again, we do have the uh, the Adventures of Un Bardun, our first season, which is The Bastard Children of Everill, that drops on January the 1st. Um, a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition set in a homebrew world, where uh, or the same homebrew world that I've been playing in for over five years now. Um, that drops of uh, a bunch of people are gathered together for the reading of the will of King Everil, who has reigned over a thousand years over uh, over this one kingdom who brought up the, the kingdom of Everil from just being a basic port to being a massive kingdom. And they these adventurers are gathered to being uh, put together at a... Uh, reading of the will of the king because they realize that they are now all the bastard children of the king and have all received an inheritance of the kingdom and all the shenanigans that ensue from there. Um, episodes will be dropped weekly. The first two episodes are being dropped on January the 1st. Uh, you can follow us, like I said, at Unbardoon, and that's on uh, on Instagram, but you can find our podcast on both Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well as on YouTube. Awesome. So anything you guys want to talk about or ask before we close this out? Uh, no, it's really late for me over here. I uh... Uh, <laughs> Yes, get, get, get to bed. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, we'll just go ahead and thank you guys again for being a part of this. I had a lot of fun doing this, and hopefully I'll try to get this out as soon as possible. So. Thank you for having Dude, us. This was fantastic. I, yeah, it was fantastic. It was a pleasure. I am Hunter the MC with Nathan and Noah, our two players for this Christmas one-shot crapping on Krampus. I wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a very Happy New Year. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mysteries Unknown Podcast. The background music you hear is from the official CMS soundtracks made by Son of Oak Studios. The content warning at the beginning was done by Ryan Bravo of Odd Loot. Any other characters and content mentioned on here belong to the rightful creators and owners. My name is Hunter the MC, and join me next time as we investigate the City of Mist.